I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, let's jump straight back into it. So, uh, our last game, you guys were essentially preparing Home Alone style, ready for this potential threat that Bunzel thinks that might be going on. He's just not been feeling safe recently. He kind of hired you guys on under false pretenses. But now he's got you all here, and he's kind of been completely honest and open with you guys and thinks that he's being targeted or someone is trying to target him you guys somewhat reluctantly until a lot of uh, coin hit the table decided you were going to help Bunzo out and guard him home alone style with uh, pots and pans and tripping over things and cardboard cutouts uh, but after a very successful shopping day a fantastic shopping episode meeting <laughs> such people as Grumpy, grumpy guy behind the bar of brews, making potions, and old Jeb in his emporium. Uh, you guys have got your bits. Bumped into the oaks as well, which you were very happy about. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the oaks. Yes. <laughs> and you guys are all currently making your way back to Bunzel's house. I think we had Uraprax and Finn with the oaks. And then Scamros and Oram had just picked up the iron rods and stuff from um, from the blacksmith Gluso. I think we were heading uh, back to Bunzel's because Uraprax was uh, in quite the dire situation. <laughs> yeah, he had like, he had <laughs> to like be a tiny bit of helper. Bitten by off. a rat and falling <laughs> off a roof. <laughs> just completely decimated. Jesus. He did, yeah. he did. I've got, a, I've got a drawing in my book of a poor rat. Because yeah, didn't you guys the, try to bring it back to life? Oh, electricity. Oh. <laughs> With the electrical grasp Shock, or whatever. Shocking grasp, wasn't it? <laughs> Awful. That poor rat. <laughs> and we've got uh, is it totally Bel- Veltro? 
Yes, so uh, the Oaks uh, for Voltro and Daria, or Daria, sorry. Daria. Uh, they are currently walking alongside you, Uruprax, and uh, Finn. As you arrive at Bunzel's house, you can see that uh, Oran and Scamus are also there carrying... Uh, have you got, you've got the potions, you've got all the gear and the metal rods that you picked up. Yeah, we've got up. a little carry case of potions to yeah. make sure we can carry them properly. Um, yeah, I think we've got all of our materials together because you guys brought some of it back in the magic magic sack, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's been a bit of back and forth and yeah. dropping stuff off, yes. But everyone has got their bits. They are all outside Bunzel's house. Uh, Scamus and Oran, you see the kind, warm faces of the oaks as they kind of peg you a little bit like, oh, hi. <laughs> hey guys, look who I found. <laughs> so what would you guys like to do? I say we get on loading this gear. Yeah, get back to Bunzel's. Show us what you've got, guys. I'll explain to the Oaks what's going on as everyone's unpacking. Okay, so you're, ex- you're explaining everything to the Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you finish doing that, they're kind of looking at you like... <laughs> Oh, or a practice, I'm just checking. Sorry, sorry. You're just telling the Oaks that we're doing some very safe aesthetic renovations to Bunzel's house, right? Yes, that is what I'm doing. That's what yes. you're Very, very right. safe. <laughs> oh, well, we've, we've even got a contractor in who who's, knows what you're doing. Yes, um, Dotham is at your uh, at your service. Um, what, what were your names, sorry, Mr. and Mrs.? Um, we've not met, of course. <laughs> you were the... No, we've met. You were on the the tradeway. We we ate wolf together, right? Ah, uh, uh, I, I get I get this all the time. Mistaken. <laughs> Some people um, would say that all tieflings look the same. You wouldn't be those type of people, would you? Oh no, no, no! Of course, not. some of my best friends are tieflings. Um, ah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just joshing with you, but uh, it, yeah, I'm Dotham Iskra at your service. Yeah. <laughs> the heart attack, like it's me. Uh, <laughs> oh well, if you guys are busy doing something, we we can come back later, or we can meet up maybe tomorrow. I, I don't want to impose. I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you give me your address, I'll come by. I'll see you in the morning, and we can have a cup of tea. We can have a catch up. Maybe you've made something else for one of us. <laughs> As you're adjusting the new free scarf you got. <laughs> <laughs> new scarf. Got a new scarf, mate. Get yeah, out. He got a special maroon one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. We'll we'll get out of your hair. Kind of. We we've, we've got stuff we need to do. Oh, I know. I'm never going to see him again. We we'd we'd love to see you, but obviously, any but even a safe renovation, um, there is an element of risk. Wait and- <laughs> before they go. I would like to just introduce him to Bunzel because that was the promise. Yeah. Yes, that was, wasn't yeah. it? Technically, that That's was the true. promise. Okay. Stand knock on the door. Jesus, a big door. <laughs> uh, again, a couple moments and the door does open. The kind of tired, old, slightly hunching, sorry for himself, face of Bunzel opens the door. Uh... Oh, hi. You're back? We'll lead with a coffee cake. <laughs> Professor! <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love I love coffee cake. Thank you. Um, uh, c- come in. Uh, was everything okay? Did you, did you get everything? 
all the essentials, Professor, all the essentials. We're, uh, this place will be very safe and, um, you know, aesthetically rearranged, just as we planned. Kind of looks at you and then spots there's two elves he's not met yet, and he's like, oh, right, yeah, and gives you, like, a awkward wink. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind these guys, Professor. We just bumped into them. They're old friends, but uh, they're, they're big fans of yours, and I promised that we'd swing them by and just... just say a quick hi they just wanted to say hi to you and i'm quite low on health so excuse me i'm probably gonna have a bit of a rest right now <laughs> oh uh, okay uh, you can lie down on the sofa if you want thanks <laughs> just immediately resting <laughs> okay uh bonzel introduces himself to the oaks they are quite shocked and uh not starstruck uh i mean bonzel is well-renowned in this town, but obviously them being quite new and fresh face in town as well, don't probably understand the brevity of it and how amazing he is. But again, they're very happy to meet him and very almost kind of starstruck by his presence. And he's very, very modest and just takes like the thank yous and the both of the Oaks are very like impressed with what they've done. And like the, the city is amazing. Uh, all they can do is, you know, a couple of, minor enchantments into clothing if they're uh, concentrating or working hard enough so for them to see this whole city that's lit up like them like vegas they're very very impressed and bunzel's very modest and it's just oh thank you thank you it's you know it's, it's fine i mean it's you know just i got lucky you know hmm. and this that, and the other uh but with that they uh thank you so much for bumping and say that it's so nice to meet you guys again and we'll have to uh we'll see you in the morning uh, but with that, the Oaks take their leave. Did we give them a bit of cake, a little party bag? or? <laughs> well, you did buy, like, what was it, 12? 12, 12 slices? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they could take a couple of slices. Yeah, they need to. Let's mark that down. You've got 10 slices left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had some coffee cake right now. That would be... Oh, dude. Oh, delish. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a little picture to you guys, probably better to do it in the Skype chat, of Bunzel's ground floor. I've done a little floor plan for you. You guys have got, essentially, a couple of windows, a couple of doors, and a main kind of area in which... Hmm, where is it? I'll send it over. There we go. In which you guys need to start prepping. So we have got, obviously there is a front door and there is a back door. There is a chimney in the main living room area uh, with one window. The flight of stairs leading up to the top floor. You've got the secret kind of basement where the power source is apparently from, which is uh, what Bunza was explained to you, that is kind of under the cupboard. Not, not the cupboard under the stairs, but the door under the stairs. Mm-hmm. As well as some windows and doors in the back and up top on the sec- first floor uh, there are two rooms there is Bunzel's room and there is of course the second bedroom where his uh, daughter used to sleep before she passed away uh, both of those bedrooms upstairs have uh, two windows so essentially we've got a front door a back door a living room window we've got two kitchen windows a flight of stairs and two upstairs windows which you guys can booby trap, reinforce, 
barricade, however you see fit. Okay. Depending on how well you guys describe it to me, how well you guys roll, will determine how fortified we can make Bunzel's house. You know in the film that we're definitely not using his inspiration here, where he rolls out a big map and he's like clearly drawn all over it with crayons like <laughs> yeah. That's I exactly like, what I'm thinking. I feel like Scamoth needs to like share his screen and just load up Microsoft Paint and just hang up it. I can talk you through a couple of the things I've thought up, guys, and do feel free to pitch in. A couple of things for you, Professor. I think your expertise might come in handy here. Oh, uh, in what regard? Um, so obviously you are the, the master of using the, the power, the Professor of Power, I've heard it said. Um, so there's a couple of things that I think you can do. Help me help you um, fortify this house. Now, most importantly, um, we want to make sure the, that you and the room where the power is both remain secure. So um, is it safe and going to be comfortable for you to be behind that door when, when if anything goes awry? Uh, yeah, I, I could go into the basement and lock myself lock the door behind me if Great. that's um, what you want in addition to that when not only only if we see any disturbance like when anything goes down i think your first response should be to get ready to move down there into safety um also could you use your ability with the wiring to make let's say a deadly current flow through the doorknob after you're inside um yeah that's that's doable I mean how would you we'd have to have a maybe a secret knock so I know it was you on the other side so when I it's time to come out un yeah. unconnect the doorknob to the power supply yep we will establish a secret knock to make sure that um, that we do that but yeah I'm glad you can do that and secondly I haven't drawn up the plans for this but um, again using your abilities um one of our one of our associates here um, has a, a crossbow. Okay. Um, again, using your abilities with the power, um, something I've been sort of floating around on the walk back from the shops, something that I've been calling a tricky assassin zapping electro rifle, or as some might call it, a taser. <laughs> 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 Could you attach one of the wires to this bolt here so if it was fired into a person or persons <laughs> they would be electrocuted <laughs> Bunzel thinks for a minute yeah, yeah I hmm if I could get the power supply and create a perfect like current of it and he starts he almost starts like going Again, like his house is not unkept, but there's just toot everywhere. All these thank you notes. There are bouquets of flowers and all these thank yous and these per uh, coin purses and donations just all scattered about the place. Some of them are covered in dust because they've been there a while. Some of the bouquets of flowers and stuff he's got have already started to wilt, but he kind of rummages about and starts grabs a scrap bit of parchment and it's already starting to piece together an idea of what you are trying to trying to come together with he's like uh yeah um if you uh where's pass me the the the, the cross the crossbow and yeah Finn i can, has the I can start that 
So the professor is otherwise engaged. Um, Oropraxx, um, when you, um, between rests, you're our most artistic, could you take the thick card that we have and draw some, um, you know, maybe a tall basketball player and some other characters that we can use <laughs> to disguise the house? Um, Oran, uh, using your hammering abilities, could you fasten some of these planks and metal bars um, to some of the some of the windows here to reinforce them. I see there is a table in the kitchen. We'll have some snacks on that first, but then later on we'll be ready to flip that. So we got some cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we need. You know, we haven't played this many uh, war games. We need shoulder. We need uh, waist high cover to duck behind in case we need to blind fire over anything. Um, the upstairs. Um, what's in the fireplace right now? Uh, it is a it's a working fireplace. So at the moment, it's getting after all the shopping you stuff and stuff you guys have done. It's probably getting on about maybe three, four ish. So there's probably it, there is probably some logs in there, and there is a fire going in the fireplace at this very right. moment. We'll have a quick look in the kitchen, and we'll see the biggest pot Professor Bunzel has. Let's get something hot in there. Well, I know we don't have any tar, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did get uh, some oil. We did get some oil, right? You wanted let's, to throw um, burning hot oil on someone. Yeah, let's make sure we've got some oil ready to ready to heat up here. Let me just take a quick look through the rest of my um, supplies here. Oh, we'll need a toast for this. Um, whoever's in the kitchen looking for a pot, can we also get five glasses? We've got a lovely bottle of dragon fire here. We'll have a toast yeah, to did. our endeavors. You went to the shops and you you went back quick. to the electric dragon. Quick side, do I get any points back for a short rest? Yes, you will. We can figure that out right now. So, uh, on your character sheet, you should have a little section that says hit dice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then you are, are level two or level three? Uh, I am level three. Three. So you've got three of those. So as a bard, I believe it's a D8. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you've got three that you could roll. Every time you roll it, you're going to plus your constitution, and then that will be the health you get back. So you can burn one, roll a d8, plus your constitution, and that's how many hit points you'll get. And then you can keep rolling and keep burning up to three until you're either back to a comfortable health or full health. It's up to you. I mean, my constitution is ten, so that's quite nice. Uh, so there won't be a... As it's 10, there won't oh, be a plus. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so you're just going to roll the DA up to three times and then plussing that number back to your uh, HP okay. as you are lying plus on five. the sofa. Plus two. Nice. Woohoo! Plus eight. So I'm back to full. Okay, carry back on. To full. Did you burn all three? I did. Excellent. So those three that you've burned won't come back until you've done a full rest now. Yep. But if there are more short rests in this game, you are you've spent. You're spent. That's fine. Sweet. Alrighty. So um, let's then. What you what would you guys like to start with then? What do you think your best bet is to start with? I don't know about the first thing, but I know the last thing we should do. And that is to set the ultimate weapon in case everything else goes wrong. Uraprax! Of course, I'm talking about the magic pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was going on the welcome mat, right? 
I don't know, but I'm thinking we shouldn't we shouldn't trigger it until it, it unless it all goes wrong and it just puts everybody to sleep within <laughs> however many miles or whatever it was. <laughs> it makes sense. We definitely want that handy. Do you want to hide it somewhere, Finn, or do you want to have it in hand, ready to throw it I as think, a last resort? I think we need it like in the middle of the like the room of a house as like a an emergency like button that we just smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, put it in, in the. In case of emergencies, hit pillow. Kind yeah. of <laughs> oh, or in case anyone is, in case anyone is maybe looking through there as they try to break into the house, we could leave it as if it looks like it's an important thing. Do not touch. <laughs> yeah. They won't be able to resist. Um, we, don't so, yeah. use, we don't want to. We don't want them to do it because it'll obviously put us to sleep as well. Would it? Would it? Would it? <laughs> Not if we're wearing a mask. Uh, So it's been a while, so I'll remind you guys. Okay, okay. Whoever touches the pillow, uh, the pillow activates, whoever touches it, and then a eye roll dice to determine how many hit points the pillow basically emits. And then, starting with the person who touched it, with my pool of hit points that I've rolled, I'll start to slowly take away your hit points. And then if you hit zero, you fall asleep. And then I forgot if, any, if I've got any remaining hit points and it'll go to the nearest person, it will start taking away their hit points until it hits zero and they may fall asleep. So it's more like a so AOE want, area of effect. But We want one of them to trigger it rather yes. than... Okay. Rather, otherwise you're going to take the biggest amount of sleep. Yeah, so we so don't yeah. want to be anywhere near it. So maybe under the welcome mat, like you say, or under a mat by the door to the stairs, which may save someone from a deadly electrocution. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they fall onto the doorknob as they fall asleep. <laughs> um, Maybe we could put the pillow in a box and the, on, on the box we could just write in marker pen uh, like energy generating machine inside. <laughs> <laughs> top secret. Top yeah. secret. Do not open. It's just a cardboard box in the corner. This <laughs> magical power supply that lights up the whole city. <laughs> random thing in a box. It's like the box with the internet in it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, and also, we did get a lot of very sturdy nails. Once we're comfortable where we're all standing, we'll scatter those around the remaining windows. So in case anyone comes through. In lieu of um, Christmas ball micro balls. Micro-machines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, micro-machines. All right, then. Um, do anyone does anyone got any thoughts about the upper floor? Do you want to put any defenses up there? I know the the ground floor is where a lot of people are going to try. Oil on the stairs and then like a, a brick tied with a bit of string. Like oh yeah, string. yeah. There's some spare <laughs> bricks around here, right? <laughs> uh, if, it, if it was on a string. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the sleeping pillow and some bricks. <laughs> 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 and oil <laughs> the sleeping pillow on fire with a brick yeah. jeez <laughs> put, the, put a brick inside the pillowcase and you say you also got some sturdy nails I did have sturdy nails put yeah, the nails in the, nails the pillowcase with them oh my god you're going to kill someone with this pillow <laughs> while they're asleep and on fire <laughs> we will rename this pillow the big sleep this is its <laughs> final sleep ah <sighs> uh. Oh, and I've got some keppers. Yes. yes. We can the most, le- most lethal weapon of all. Right, so... <laughs>
anyone got anything else they want to do in preparation? Any more traps they want to build? Anything else they want to put in there? So we've got our decoy dummies. We've got our nails. We've got the big sleep. We have a taser. Um, we have an electrified doorknob and we have the general like planks and um, bars that we're putting around the windows. Do you need me on the roof to act as lookout? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> not again. You spend too much time on too many roofs. You can, you can look safely out the <laughs> Oh, you can look safely out of the window with... Um, basketball players and other <laughs> other famous businesses around you so you can have good decoys I'm working on them I'm working on oh, them. can you attach them to you with sticks and strings so when you move your arms they move their arms like um like when oh, someone dresses the Jackson yes. five I'm working I'm working on this character <laughs> known as Mikhail Jordan <laughs> Mikhail Jordan Mikhail Jordan Jordan very nice could Eropraxis, uh, what's, what's he called, the little invisible friend? Oh, Ian Invisible. invisible. I, could yeah. he pilot some of the puppets? Could he, could he <laughs> hold the pillow? <laughs> could he hold the pillow and act as like a suicide bomber and just run it? <laughs> Can he? Wow. Yeah, yeah I, that's a great idea. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold, no, because I love it. I love everything about it. Let Not just, technically an attack. <laughs> let me look up the mechanics of the sleep spell. Does it get triggered by invisible beings? Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Created from magic. Yeah, I guess because he's an unseen... I don't know if an unseen servant is counted as a creature. That's the thing. But then he's only got one hit point, so it's not like the spell would... If the spell did affect him and he fell asleep, it's only one hit point of the potential pool of dice that I roll. Ooh, that's sounding good. Unseen servant. He's got one like hit point. Keyword that you could shout, like to send him in or something. Big sleep. Mm. Big yeah, sleep. yeah. Big sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got to chant it. Big sleep. <laughs> Big sleep. Big sleep. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> I'm imagining sorry silent shelf or something <laughs> just jumping down <laughs> like that scene in Fury Road when the war boys are like diving off the war rig <laughs> witness me <laughs> as the little invisible the invisible just goes charging it's just with a, a pillow. pillow this magical floating <laughs> pillow on its own volition yeah I'm not seeing anything in my in my rules that says it counts as a creature. So yes, you could get you could get the invisible to hold your pillow for you. Okay, I cast unseen servant. Okay, how Uh, long does he last for? He just lasts until he gets killed. Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good question. He lasts an hour. Oh, you would know as a as the spellcaster, you would know that. Well, put the put the pillow somewhere safely, and then if all goes pee tongue. I'll cast him to just silently go grab the pillow and then like run, run <laughs> Well, yeah, you can cast him if um, if uh, what's his name, Professor, goes down in the basement and locks himself down there. We can also get invisible at the same time. Yeah. Or yeah. should we establish that's an important point, Aaron? Do we do we establish a knock with the professor before we all go off and get to work? 
Maybe that might be a good idea. Um, let us do a knock, which is famous um, in the east end of many cities. It's like this. Bunzel is still there with his bit of paper and his bit of parchment like planning something out with this crossbow and he kind of looks and he's like um okay yeah I could I could yeah yep I got it <laughs> show us he doesn't have it <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! If we're trust in, if we're all in the basement, can the invisible servant be summoned outside of the door, or does he does he get summoned like right near, not right uh, near? Us? Unseen servant. I don't think the professor's going to let us into the basement, though. Yeah, we're going to need him safe there. We may. Oh, okay. We, we need to be outside to politely question some of the some of the people. Is this before or after they've died of horrific trap injuries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like bad, like, music rave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping someone is just um just uh, just slightly incapacitated. If we can leave someone just alive enough to like um to question, which is, I was hoping on our shopping trip we could come away with some truth serum, but that's why I got. We have to save some of the alcohol so we're not allowed to drink it all in our preparation. What if the people following uh, Bunzel, it turns out they're just like, they work for the city or the council or they're debt collectors or something, just doing a job? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I don't know, I guess you'll find out. <laughs> Ask for, their, ask for their idea, I guess, and if it doesn't check out, then then they've seen the warning sign, right? We must remember that warning sign, so everything we do is nice and legal. Oh, yeah, you were going to put a warning sign outside, weren't you? Saying dangerous, un- dangerous construction, do not enter without. <laughs> okay, so let's get cracking then, guys. Uh, Oran, you were going to do the fort find I, um... some windows and stuff? Yep, I'm going to hammer in some planks and some bars across the windows on the lower level, room by room. So it looks like I've got three windows to deal with. Yeah, you've got more than enough uh, metal rods and planks to do that. Uh, Roll a survival for me, or just a straight up strength, whichever is better for you. Okay, strength, use that. Fortifying windows and doors with planks and bars seems like a very survivally skill for me. Okay. Or just uh, strength, if you just want to absolutely just drive them into the wall and get i've got 14 14 excellent just imagining oran going around the house like going when i'm fortifying windows just going around <laughs> <laughs> when i'm fortifying windows all right so that's I the see uh, this massive like hammer with a nail like <laughs> 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 very delicately like it's in <laughs> Okay, uh, what are you guys doing about the back door in the kitchen? Maybe, maybe the back door would be a good candidate for the ele- for the electric treatment. Yeah, I was thinking the electric treatment for the the automatic thing. I was thinking um, either that is a bit like the a bit from that film where a child is home 
by himself. Um, you know, when someone peeps in there and he's there with a gun, I was thinking maybe we have the um, the rifle that uh, that Finn will have ready, either rigged to go or have someone pointing that directly at the door. But um, or we can we can fortify it, make it a little harder to come in. Maybe we just um, or do we want an escape route? <laughs> no. no, we will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the back door may have the electric crossbow. Yeah, the teaser. The taser, sorry, yes. Yeah. The tricky assassin's zapping electro rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And um, what were we doing about the stairs? Who wanted to oil them? And oil, yeah. Yeah. No, oil. Oh, hold on, have we got enough oil? Because we've got oil in the fire, the fireplace right now, heating up, don't we? Have we put it Let there? Oil in the fireplace, um, and we'll save some to just make the stairs generally slick. Okay, it wasn't a huge amount. I remember it was like almost like a jam jar full of oil. Mm. So well, it's up to you guys. You know, you know, we could do boiling stuff. Is boiling stuff? We can have a lovely pot of of really hot. Stew, um, that Hot that coffee cake. <laughs> I go on, people. We can use the we can use the slippery we can use the slippery oil, um, followed up by the 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 bricks on strings. Hmm. Okay, so we got some oiled stairs. Or oh, before we oil the stairs, obviously we're just talking about doing this. Is who's going to be upstairs? We should really go up before we oil the stairs. Whoever goes, whoever oils the stairs can oil them as they walk backwards up them. <laughs> I'll go up the stairs. Yeah, make sure you've got everything with you. The string, the bricks. Got it. Got the pillow. Need the pillow. No, I don't need the pillow because Ian's got his... Ian. It doesn't matter where the pillow is. Ian's You'll get got it. it. <laughs> Ian's got the pillow, yeah. Ian's got it. And where you uh, fortifying the upstairs windows in the bedrooms? No. I can do. Should we? We're going to have, uh, well, we want them to be able to see all the people partying, so maybe we don't want to cover it up too much. Yeah, yeah we'll we have leave... just oiled the stairs as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave no, that. we're not going to fortify them. Okay. I'll keep lookout. Alrighty. Are the cutouts done now? Are they. Of course they're done. Oh, okay. Are we going to have to roll to see how convincing um, they look? Uh, <laughs> one moment, please. <laughs> we, we sent him upstairs and it's all oiled now and he hasn't done the sign. I've done the sign. Oh, you've done the sign as well. So he did them. We're, we are just planning at the moment. We can, we'll put everything in motion and put it in chronological order. But okay. yes, oh, you I guys see. can... Um, Fine. Uh, let's get... Irifrax, <laughs> let's get a... Um, Get like a sleight of hand for how well you can draw these pictures. <laughs> well, okay. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Excellent. You've got it the just like follicle a... by follicle <laughs> perfect of this fictional Mihail Jordan. Like the spirits within, if anything, it's too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Uraprax has done a really good job. I mean, he's got the proportion right. I mean, it doesn't like look out of place. It looks a decent human size and he's even done a bit of shading as well which is quite nice shading we're a practice tempestus the third don't you know i always do shading <laughs> <laughs> they call me the shady king 
Right. Slim okay, shady. so we've got we've got cardboard cutouts, we've got some oily stairs, we've got some nice reinforced uh, windows. Uh, we are getting Bunzel to do the electric taser, the taser crossbow. Uh, front door, talk about the front door for me. Okay, so the front door, I'm really looking to front load with lots of very sharp things, much like the window, so sharp things by the door, ready for anyone walking, everyone that's walking in there. And then let me just take a quick look here at the plan. So the front door comes off. Is this the one by the stairs here? Yeah, yeah. So it's in uh, the bottom left. There's like a little bit of a front decking area. And then the front door that goes into the hallway with the stairs. Yeah. So that front that front door. So right by the front door, we're going to have some, some sharps on the floor there. Okay. Just all the, like the sharp, jaggedy bits that you've collected. The uh, yeah, so we've got, a, we've, got we've got a ton of big old nails, right? And they're going to put them few by each of those windows on the lower floor. Mm-hmm. But then we'll really have a, a heavy focus of them here. So then your two options are either to come. We've kind of got a nice run through. Um, look in here. So the it's a straight shot, and then you've either got the stairs or you're moving to the back. That that's the next internal door to the kitchen, right? Yes, so you can go straight through the living room up into the kitchen. Right, so what we'll do is we'll drag the dining table across a little bit so it's got line of sight to that front door. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then we'll, not, not until after we've had our dinner, but when we settle down for the evening, we'll flip that table over and we'll use that for cover and whoever's watching can have a straight shot at that front door then as someone's coming in. All right. And then maybe, um, depending on if we can automate the the rifle onto the back door or not, maybe someone with a good projectile. So either I'll either I'll cover there with my arrows, or maybe um, or maybe Finn with his firebolts ready. If anyone comes through that front door, I have hand axes as well. Yeah. Yes, you do have hand axes as well. And you can do the um, you can do like the bolts of power as well, right? So basically, anyone anyone with range can go can be ready to duck behind that and get a real straight shot at that front door. <laughs> nice. Just seen Dan's backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, brilliant! Which for our listeners at home is what was his name? Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Kevin McAllister. Yep. I think that was a lot. That's really impressive. You can remember the last name. I couldn't remember that. Kevin McAllister. Okay, so we've got got some barred windows and doors. We're making a taser. We've got some oiled stairs. We've got some fake cardboard cutouts of people on the top floor as a distraction. Uh, the front door's got some like nails and cow traps and stuff, for lack of a better word. And then you're gonna all duck behind the kitchen table if need be. Yeah. So we've got that cover in there. Have we got anything else that we? want to use guys or anything else anyone wants to be ready for I've got a sneaking suspicion that no one's going to turn up (laughs) (laughs) shall we dish out the potions to make sure we've all got them in the right places as well yes you do you've got lots of today's mysterious potion of choice oh oh yeah oh no it's still the same day we've already drunk it it's the same day we we had it this morning but we got midnight 
No. Yeah, but oh, we haven't even had dinner yet. We came to Bunzel's in the morning, didn't we? We had a uh, we had our shot of psychic you, power first yes. thing. You had shots in the morning, and it was mind reading, and then you talked to the bard, um, oh God Zarthon, I think his name was Zarthon Delafoire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because when we've oh, sorry, dealt with Zeldon, this problem, Zeldon when we've dealt with this problem, then we're going to see what's what the crack is with the god of music. But that's another story for another time. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, for now, so we've got um, I've got the list here. So we picked up from the from Bruce. We've got four Mad Mage potions. So that will restore health and um, magic spells. So we want our magic users. Who is anyone except me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We'll split those out between the so maybe you take one each and then we keep one in Finn's pocket as our big so he takes two and everyone else take you guys take one because then he's our biggest magic user. Um and then we have two extra light lattes which make you fly? Yes, they give you the ability of flight. Certainly you're a prex, you're taking one of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um anyone else uh a mad desire to fly I think it'd be funny to have uh, Oren Hammerhand flying because he's going to be the least graceful in the air you can imagine <laughs> yeah, out of all of us yeah. <laughs> except the other one as well I'm going to bags one of these here lemon zingers <laughs> the lemon zinger yeah oh what um, does the lemon zinger do hmm. it's just a real lemony. fruity real, real nice fruity time yeah, it's just no, a nice it's a nice routine. It has no benefits. Is it, um, is it my agility or is it speed? Uh, it will give you an extra 15 feet of movement. You like Speedy Gonzalez over here. Because I'm already pretty quick. You're all pretty zippy, yeah. Okay. So you guys have been at this for a good hour or so now. And it's at that point that uh, Bunzel in his mad scientist... Uh, Mad Scientist Mode has finished constructing this crossbow. It's very, very strange. He's managed to get a piece of this golden thread. Quite long, almost... Uh, I'd say maybe a good 10, 15 foot of rope of uh, this golden thread. He's connected it to one of the lights that is emitting in his living room, which is now running down and up and onto this crossbow. He's kind of a fixed, almost like a bit of wire or a bit of like bendable, malleable metal where now the crossbow has this magical golden thread that connects to it and at the front of the crossbow is almost like a perfect ring of it, almost like a spiral. So when you pull the crossbow, it goes through this kind of hoop that he's made of golden thread and looks like it will shoot out and this boat bolt will do a lot more damage. Nice. Well, it's like a, like a fancy roller coaster magnetic launch pad thing they sometimes yeah. have, like you know, the really fancy ones that just launch you straight out of the old docking oh, station. Oh, so in the efforts to make a taser, he's made us a rail gun? Yeah, like a rail gun. <laughs> very rail gunny. <laughs> wow. So he went, he went a bit rogue on it. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> ben, you lucky boy. <laughs> After this, we could go into like weapon production. I, th- I feel yeah. like, however, it is um, it is very garden hosey where it is connected to the wall. Uh, you've got with this kind of fifteen foot of um, uh, rope, you could 
very safely and very easily move around and about in the living room, getting to all corners of the living room and being able to shoot like through the archway that leads into the kitchen or through the door that leads into the live, uh, hallway. Nice. However, holding this, you are stuck in the living room. Great. This railgun will not. It's not 100% mobile. Yet. <laughs> now, when we can mount this onto the magic carpet we've got coming, boys. Exactly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> One that's powerful enough to lift a horse, so I'm told. Then <laughs> it's death from above. And that's how we'll solve the problem with the music. Attach four rail guns onto each of the horse's legs, so as it's panicking and kicking out, all these railgun <laughs> bolts are going over. Oh, man. What adventures still to come. But, yeah. This is great. Are you, are you happy with this, Finn? Are you looking forward to it? No, I uh, bet you hope it's someone breaks in. Very happy, very happy. I think we should invite them in. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the planks down. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, have we have we also put the date the warning sign outside? Not needed. <laughs> there are no rules. It's completely, up to, it's completely up to you guys. I mean there's certainly there's still there's still indemnity we have to worry about here, guys. I think we should put a danger sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. Let's do it. Okay. What would you what would you like this danger sign to say? <laughs> um Trespassers danger. will be shot, is that it? No, no, magic no, just, just, magic just gun inside, just, do not enter. Danger. Um No Delafoire's allowed. Danger, reconstruction in progress. Um you know the little sign you get on the things with electricity with like danger of death, a little guy going ah, like that. <laughs> little picture of that. Oh yeah, um, the little triangle with the guy getting hit by lightning, yeah. Yeah, just put just put danger and then in very, very small writing underneath, just um any any unauthorized persons on the premises, uh, any injury and or death um, will not be the responsibility of the tenants. I thought you were going <laughs> to take tolerated. It's a big sign. That's got... <laughs> very very what very small. small print. Oh, small print. Very just small print of the mostly danger and the man, and then all that other stuff. Really, real real tiny. <laughs> is this like, like the is this like the Willy Wonka contract where like the font <laughs> is huge at the beginning and it's smaller? Yes. And smaller? <laughs> Yes. Very important. We obviously we need to keep the moral high ground here. Of course, of course, we've got to keep the moral high ground. <laughs> yeah, because we're the heroes of this story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut to Finn in the living room with his railgun like practicing like yeah, don't mess, don't mess. I feel like when he picks up he should like do the iron muscle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, railgun. Need to make a note of that. <laughs> Do you think, you know, slightly out of character here, but has there been, do you think, a D&D game in the world where someone's had a railgun <laughs> before now? <laughs> they do, I mean, slightly out of, out of game. In the Dungeon Master's book, near the very end, there is like a little, it's almost like a, a little table to give you a little bit of inspiration. It's like a little section of the back of the Dungeon Master's Guide that's like, oh, the plot thickens and stuff. And it gives you, like, mechanics of a laser pistol, like, in case you wanted to have, like, a weird thing where the adventurers got shot into the future. And it gives you, like, how much a jetpack, like, how much gold a jetpack would be. And, like, you could take a crossbow and technically rejig it to be a 
blaster pistol or like a, a laser gun and stuff. But yeah, uh, I probably, I'd probably say yes. There's been situations where people have made. Here it is. Yeah, so you can um, they rejigged it and given you examples of you could have like an antimatter rifle or a laser rifle and energy cells and how much they would weigh and oh they do radiant damage or necrotic damage depending on what kind of laser blaster you would have. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've, they've accommodated they've, for stuff like that in case you guys do the shot into do the future type weird things. Thing. But not a single one how the plumbing works. Oversight. Mm. <laughs> We've been off for a couple of weeks because we haven't had a chance to play and I have been pouring through these books. Yeah. Every, sing- uh, every single page, every single paragraph, looking through all the fine detail. And no, it doesn't mention anything about toilets. <laughs> You'd be on to Wizards of Coast and said, right, get me Gygax on the phone right now. Yeah. This is how you make your mark. You can have your name as the plumbing system. Yes. Could be I the can my own, plumbing I can system. release my own book, my own module. Everything you need to know about D&D plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis's guide to making a horse fly. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Alrighty. Okay, so you've got you've got a magical ray gu- rail gun. We've got some uh, windows and doors reinforced. We've got some uh, spiky bits outside the front door. Are you keeping the front door unlocked or locked? What's what's the deal with the front door? We'll we'll lock it. You know, just put the catch on. Mm-hmm. Does he got a bolt? Maybe put the bolt on. Just not make it too <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, there's like a, a key and a dead bolt. Yeah, we'll lock we'll lock the door as if we're you know as if we're locking it up for the night when the time comes, and then you know we want them to feel like they're breaking in. Don't want anyone to get the impression that it's been too easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess with that, it starts to get into the kind of the evening hour. We're pushing on maybe about with all these uh, this building montage and planning montage. Probably maybe six o'clock, seven o'clock ish now. Especially if you came back to Bunza's house about four. Yeah. So we're all happily under construction. Um, has anyone got any impress in sort of pressing business? Or should I try and make, should we try and make? Um... Try and invent Doritos while we're here. We have um, <laughs> some yeah, flatbreads. Yeah, you got some corn and flatbread and stuff from uh, old Jeb, didn't you? And you're and someone is going to press to digitate them to taste like um, all the different dips. <laughs> so should we try and should we try and cook those and have a little, little toaster? Maybe we'll try and get some Doritos. We will um, all get a shot of Dragonfire lined up. For a little <laughs> toast and um, have a slice of cake make sure the professor's nerves are calmed and he knows that we're, that we're getting ready for it alrighty in my you guys kind of pack as well I'll just oh, yeah? say I have four shot glasses that I stole from the electric dragon bar yeah. after a heavy drinking night so I would like to pull those out of the bag yep. and they've got like, like ED like etched yeah. on the side of the glass <laughs> definitely and uh I also pull out the wizard's cup just to have a look in to see if there's any uh, liquid that's been refilled yet. Unfortunately, not yet. No. Uh, just, just the, uh, just the other drink then. Yeah, crying shame. All right, you guys turn in for the night. Well, not turn in for the night, but you guys start to unwind for the night with all the fortifications all set and ready. 
Just turn the uh, lights down nice and low. Um, has, yeah. has, has Bunzel got dimmers on these? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, he has <laughs> magically rigged wow. dimmers. Do, do, the bul- do the bulbs, like, make an irritating noise when you dim them? Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit personal, are we, Carl? Yes. <laughs> 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 sometimes you would dim them at a very specific mm. angle they go a bit buzzy and it's... yeah 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 has he figured that one out because if so I want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, as a as magical lights of unknown power and energy yes he has he has solved the buzzing problem wow wow they don't is... flicker or anything I underestimate this guy he is the professor of power after all <laughs> actually he has he has a setting he can make it just normal light or he can turn it so it looks like a candle Oof. it has like flickeriness to be candle like yeah that would be nice we have sort of a low candle light. like we're sitting here with dark lanterns getting ready for getting ready for what may come and then obviously the silhouettes of the figures upstairs will be moving around uh <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, are you are you guys uh, peeking out of the windows and keeping watch? Are you guys just all gathered around? Well, should we as we gather around, getting ready to start looking? Do we just say, okay, everyone, we all ready for this, professor? Are you prepared? Wait, oh. why all the stairs at this point? Uh, we let's say. You'll Let's do that as you go. Is, there is oil at the top of the stairs ready for you to kick over and spill down the stairs at this point. You've so got just some uh, checkpoints. A little final chat and make sure we're all ready to go. We ready to keep a vigil? Professor, are you ready? Uh, um, yes, just um, again, don't, don't we don't have to kill anyone. I mean, <laughs> Of course, of course, that's why there's a warning sign, Professor. So <laughs> remember, the first, the first sign of any noise, I want you to be ready to Nip down into the basement. You put some cushions down there, ready, so it's nice and comfy, I imagine. Um, oh, no, was I supposed to do that? I mean, you've got... Sorry, you've got I like got a little, really you got like a, the gun. You've got, like you got like a little chair down there or something? You'll be comfy down there, right? Uh, yeah, there's there's some crates and boxes down there I can sit Perfect. on. Perfect, so fine. if we hear any noise, you're ready to to run down run down there. Um, and you're ready to hook the power up to the doorknob after behind you. And you remember the knock? Should do the knock for me one more time. <laughs> he does the knock again. <laughs> do the um, knock. Do it. Okay. Perfect. Very good. Um, so he's so he's ready. In that case, Professor, if we're all ready, let's um, let's raise a little glass. So you've got the you've got the shot glasses cut, and then one mug, I guess, from the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so with the four right. shot glasses and the little uh, bundle, gets a, a t- an old teacup. Yep. And then, um, what did we say when we started planning this? Um, Huzzah! Oh, it's wreck some cunts, right? There you go. <laughs> uh, this alcohol that you've got, the Dragonfire, oh, it's going to knock us out. Smooth, but strong, and oh, you can feel it just warming up your throat as it kind of glides down, just coats it. Some of you are a bit <laughs> like confidence blurring. You weren't expecting it to be that uh, that potent and that kind of hot, but oh, it's lovely. But again, not you're not getting you're not getting wrecked. I mean, you've got a job to do. I imagine the dragonborn can handle it. Yes. Well, guys, if we get through tonight successfully, um, 
then we'll have another drink of this to celebrate. If I have to pour it on anyone to pretend to set them on fire, then we'll buy another bottle, I guess. <laughs> Alrighty. Strap in, guys. Alright, positions. Everyone, yeah, is everyone taking a position? Is everyone... Are we taking turns? I'm going to kick the oil. Ugh. You're heading up the stairs and kicking the oil, and then you're yep. going to dance around with the cut cutouts upstairs. <laughs> To rocking around the Christmas tree, <laughs> <laughs> and then for us downstairs, who wants who wants which area to watch? I'll I'll stand near near the gun. Yeah, okay. I'll um I guess I'll just watch the front door as well. Oh yeah, so we've got the the, the kitchen table ready to ready to flip if anything comes out. So you can yeah. you can, yes, you can sit there and uh, watch the door from there. We've already dragged it into position. And um, I will um, have a little lean in the corner of the living room so I can see across the fireplace towards the window. Sort of okay. hunch down in the corner in the shadows, do my best work. But still peeping out the window. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, okay, let's uh, everybody roll a perception for me as you are peeping out of the windows. Ooh, unnatural 20. Nice. Oh, natural 20. Oh. Nice. Well, I guess Seven. it would be 21, actually. I've got a plus. 17. I don't know what my plus is. Let me look it up. Only an 8 from me. <laughs> I've got nothing extra, so 17. Holding the rail gun and looking in the mirror like... Yeah, I'm just not perceptive at all. Fucking with yeah. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. <laughs> I'm just enthralled with the gun. Can't look at anything else. Uh, what was your scamos with your with your plus? Staring at the dimmer switch. How does he do it? <laughs> yeah, that's the real. That's the real uh, magic here. <laughs> the real magic is the dimmer switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, it's very uneventful. Oh, that's it, it's over. Just the... Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> As the night starts to creep on, the sun starts to set, you see, again, this is a city that kind of never sleeps, but occasionally there are the few people that do make their way through and into the residential area. Uh, with the really high perception rolls as well, you do see a... Uh, a young woman starts to, be, starts to walk past Bunzel's house with a, uh, a bouquet of flowers. She kind of is heading towards, down the road, heading towards his house. She gets closer, closer. She goes up to the pathway, up to his uh, like decking, uh, notices the sign that's outside, and then uh, uh, looks down at this sign and kind of just puts the flowers down by the side. Doesn't get... see the Michal up in the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, she looks up in the window. She sees <laughs> she sees something moving about, but she thinks better <laughs> of it. <laughs> thinks better of it and puts the flowers just down by the side. See, this is why it's important. We had a sign. <laughs> I'm like gesturing so nobody can see, but like, you see the sign. <laughs> She I don't trust the flowers. I, I clench the gun. 
I like those flares. <laughs> He's ready to light them up. Sit back, yeah. <laughs> Just primes it and pulls back the slowly of the bow. That's it. Another hour passes and nothing seems to happen. And another. And then another. It starts to get really late. Even Bunzel, who's still hesitant in the hallway by the front door and by the uh, basement door under the stairs is occasionally letting out a little quiet yawn to himself trying not to be rude <sighs> just kind of there and kind of just rubbing his hands on his legs and just he's scared and he's nervous he feels like obviously he obviously feels like someone's after him so he wouldn't just call you here to sit around and waste time but it seems like nothing seems to be happening gets to about god you can imagine maybe one-ish in the morning very very dark now all the residential lights have seemed to go off there's still the glow of the kind of unsleeping city and the big vegas strip just off in the distance still kind of illuminating a bit of the pathway however when it gets to about one-ish and everyone's starting to get a bit tired and groggy you notice this glow from outside that once was part of the strip now seems to be getting a bit brighter some of you kind of noticing it anxiously kind of tilt and kind of crane your necks a little bit to get a better angle and it seems like there are four torches coming towards you guys with four people holding them slightly above their heads as four torches and four people start to trudge down the road towards Bunzel's house. Seems like one person's leading it with three people behind him. As he kind of gets outside Bunzel's house, he too notices things going up in the top. <laughs> he notices people dancing in the top. He sees the sign as well. Kind of he, you can see him craning his neck, trying to look into the windows and stuff. Still at a distance, he's not kind of entered the premise. Just by the sign that you've put outside the front. This guy is uh, quite young. You could probably imagine, not in his 30s yet. Humanoid. And uh, very human in his look. No elven features, no dwarf features. He seems to just be pure human. But quite young, almost blonde, straw-like hair. Seems to not have got much facial hair going on, or he can't grow it out yet. And what he does have is quite blonde and wispy. But he's got his torch held aloft. And then he shouts out. Like, come out of Bunzel, you liar! I know what you did! And at that point, Bunzel half asleep. Ugh pokes up and looks out the window. It's like, what, 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 what's going on? Should I, should I, should I go in? Oh, I shout, I sort of whisper to Bunzel, like, Bunzel, who are these guys? Do you know these guys? He kind of comes out of the hallway into the living room, looks out the window past them. Through all, I can imagine this is very much like fortified for zombies. Like, yeah, he's peeping yeah. through the slats and through the gaps in the planks and the iron. Kind of looks through, like, that's... it's... Marcus. 
Who's Marcus? Uh, it's a local boy in the town. He he was him and my daughter were engaged before she got sick. I shout down the stairs. There's someone outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, "You you you know what you you know what he." You know what you did. What's he talking about? I, I don't know. Right. Okay, Bunzel. Listen very carefully. Shout out to him just exactly what I say, okay? You ready? Uh, okay. Okay. Shout. I don't know what you mean. I'm scared and all alone. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm scared and I'm all alone. We listen. <laughs> we you, listen. Hear this, you hear this young boy, this Marcus... It's like, you lie, you've got people up in the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we oh, forgot about shit. that. <laughs> <laughs> God saying, damn it, Bunzel. You come out here and you explain yourself and you admit to what you did right now and burning this fucking house down. I shout downstairs, I think we've been foiled. <laughs> um, no, we need to have him shout out something like... Um, can you explain exactly what it is that I've done? Uh, remind you know, succinct Yeah. Bun- Bunzel, ask him to explain what, what he knows what he did. <laughs> Your memory's not what it used to be. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> what do you th- what do you think I've done? Do I need to get Ian to run at them with a pillow? Oh, yeah, on standby. On standby. You can see him. He's starting to. This Marcus is starting to pace across like the the front lawn. It's like, oh, you think you're so innocent, so precious that you're being so kind, giving this power source to everyone for free. I fucking know what you've done. I put it. I figured it out. If you don't come out here right now, Bunzel, I'm coming in. Um, Bunzel, say, um, you're, 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 you're welcome, you're welcome to try to get in. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. <laughs> okay, um, Bunzel, fine, just say, Marcus, I'm not going to talk to you until you calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, I, I'm not going to... Uh, talk to you until you've calmed down. And if you continue to use foul language like that, then this conversation is over. Not his mother. Well, his mother should have known better than shouldn't she, Professor? And mind, mind your manners. <laughs> He's giggling. <laughs> oh, that's got him. Sick burn. <laughs> Calm down. Fucking calm! He's sh- really he's shouting now. He's thrown his torch on the ground. You killed your wife. You killed your daughter, my fiance, and you're telling me to calm down. He turns to the gestures to the guys, and they start coming towards the door. And um, we we know they've seen the sign, right? <laughs> One of the guys, oh Marcus himself kicks the sign over as he starts heading up towards the Whoa. Well, Whoa. well, well. Alrighty. Sorry, Marcus. I these guys to calm down and I turn around with this 
big fuck off gun. <laughs> uh, now it's like I think you were like hold, right? <laughs> I, came, I came in on my command. Unleash hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we want to unleash that. hell on these like innocent guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Innocent guys that don't know how to get their point across with words. You Before can't turn that. up with a lynch if you turn up with a lynch mob, but you've already lost the argument, if you ask me. Alrighty, we are gonna go into initiative. So could everybody roll initiative for me? There are no bonuses to initiative, right? Uh, you should have a bonus to your initiative Ooh, In that case I will have a look. <laughs> should be near your speed and your armor and stuff like that. Okay. All around Hammerhand, what is your initiative? Six. Six, okay, okay. Scamos? Fourteen now. I do have a plus two on it. Excellent. Finn? Four. Oof. Still just admiring the gun with a four. <laughs> That's it. And Uraprax. So Uraprax with an uh, initiative of 11, correct? Mm hmm. Excellent. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, unfortunately, these ruffians have decided, well, not decided, but they have rolled a lot better than you. So, all four of them, this Marcus guy with his three people that he's managed to hire or sway into helping him, all start heading towards the front door. Uh, initially, obviously, grabbing it and finding out that it's locked. Uh, Marcus takes the initiative and starts absolutely just shunting his elbow into trying to get this front door open and just whacking and trying to buckle it and break into it. He will try and do that for his go. Have, have we sent uh, the professor downstairs? He is, he's gone now, right? Uh, yes, if that's what you yeah. guys wanted to do as you rolled yeah. initiative, yes. Yeah. The professor will carefully get into the, uh, into the basement, locking and it behind him. And switch the power on. And on switching the, the power and connecting it to the doorknob, yes. <laughs> And we're and we're ca and Urprax, uh, you're casting E invisible. E invisible. On standby. Yes. On standby. Mm -hmm. He's on standby. Yeah. Clutching the pillow in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Why is that pillow floating? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the other guys that is with him is going to start also trying to kick down the door as well. However, the other two start to run around to the back. Oh no, what will we do? Oh no, right? So there are currently two still at the front door and there is one at the back. Uh, two at the back. Actually, no. Actually, no. One of them starts to try and break the window of the living room while the other one starts to run round and make his way around the back. Yes, yes, that's better. Divide and conquer. He's not getting through that window. I fortified it myself. <laughs> <laughs> the finest of nails okay the uh, guy who's running around the back is going to use his whole go to just scramble around the back he probably has to hop some fences and stuff so he's making his way around the back the other guy is starting to smash and break down the front window in the living room area <sighs> he is doing a semi good job however with the fortifications that Uran uh, did the door is holding holding steady. Uh, sorry, the window, the front window is holding steady. Alrighty. And then with that, 
Scamos, you are up. Right, so I was crouched in the corner by the by the living room door, right? Mm-hmm. So, but in the corner of the living room. So, with the little bit of cover I have here, the window is still holding right now. So he yeah. isn't over there. So, I am going to prepare one of my arrows, and I'm just going to point it dead center of that window. If I see his little face come through there, <laughs> um, all right. It's going to be a little welcome wagon for him. So I'm just ducked down, hunkered. If, there any, if there's anywhere I can move to get better cover, then I will. But I think I'm in a fairly solid position, right? Yeah, if you're tucked in the corner, almost like a zombie movie-esque eyes on the door, ready for zombies to start coming through. Yeah, I'm literally looking for that first look on his face. And then if he makes any movement, I'm on Overwatch. Yeah, you're on Overwatch. Yes, you are holding your action. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay, Uruprax, you're at the top of the stairs. I would like to... I don't know how many actions this is going to be, whether or not I can do this. Because obviously the stairs are oily. Mm-hmm. I want to jump over the stairs and use Featherfall. I mean, it's... It's not a huge... Not a huge distance. Okay, so I jump the stairs. And I want to go in and protect Mundle. He's, you want in, to the go... room, he's in the room. I mean, there, isn't don't, he? don't, don't touch that doorknob. I mean, I know, I know the knock though. <sighs> if, if that's what you want to do, I'm not here to tell you otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can re-electrify when I'm back in there. Okay. Uh. Obviously, your go is in real time, like six seconds. So, Bunzel opening the door won't happen this very second. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you want to do, that is what you do. You hop down the oily stairs, skid <laughs> on the banister, slightly roll your ankle. Yeah, just hop down and use the banister, and then you do the secret knock on the basement door. Uh, Oran, what would you like to do? <clears throat> well, I am. Um standing in the kitchen with my looking straight down the hallway towards the front door. Mm-hmm. So I'm in fairly good position if either the front door breaches or the back door breaches first to help. So I'm going to stay where I am and not move, but I'm going to just kind of prepare my hand axes, which are my kind of ranged attack. And they're also yep. um, oh, what's it called? They are your bound weapons. I've got them bound, yeah. So they will return to me. And I just, I'm just gonna, you know, if if something comes through the front door, I'm gonna fire those hand axes into into whoever comes through. If someone comes through bes- behind me um, or beside me, I'm gonna turn and throw it their way. So that's right. I'm just holding out with two throwable hand axes, magically glowing with your bound energy. You are kind of Mexican standoffing. The front door and the back door ready to go, yes. and you are holding your action. You're like over uh, doing the Overwatch thing. Yes, please. All right, good to know. Finn, he's so, the railgun. What does he do? I have it in my hand. Whilst I've been holding this, I've been thinking up some names of what to call it. Right, as that's very important to me right now. I've <laughs> well, got. You've been checking yourself out in the mirror all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as... As I've been thinking of these names, I've been looking in the mirror, just like holding it. So far, I've come up with uh, 
crow like so crossbow taser so crozer or taser bow or taser bow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Cool. I'm thinking. I like ta- I like taser bow, but crow crozer just sounds pretty futuristic and awesome. If it was like the crozer, the crozer, yeah. going we're going with the crozer. So, <laughs> the crozer, aka old painless. All I'm thinking about is that Marks and Spencer thing, the Santa's yum nut. Well, yeah. If you guys, yeah. I don't know why. When you say Crozer, I think of the Yum Nut. That's that's going to be my nickname for it, the Yum Nut. Just <laughs> <laughs> call it the Yum Nut. So okay. I, I'm holding the Yum Nut. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing with the Yum Nut? I am. Are you, are you I'm overwatching aiming, as well? I am aiming it. Yeah, overwatching straight at the back door. Um, don't want to totally nail this guy in the head or anything but if he uh, if he bursts through the door I'm going to try and aim for perhaps the lower half, try and maybe uh, incapacitate rather than absolutely destroy with the uh, with the yum nut <laughs> brilliant alrighty they had a chance, they saw the sign <laughs> yes they do okay uh, Marcus at the front door is going to still try to bust this open. Oh, that's better. He seems to have reluctantly stopped trying to shunt it with his elbow and now is, with his uh, short sword, just hacking at it, almost like fireman and like fireman just chopping down this door. Absolutely hacking at like the uh, the handle and the, uh, the lock to just completely decimate it and wrench it from the door itself. So he's just going to start hacking that up. Which he does. And you can start to hear like the telltale signs of metal just hacking and chopping against wood. Hold the door! Hold, hold, the, hold door. the door! Hold the door! His buddy friend is doing a very good job with him that is also hacking down the door. And that door is starting to look a little bit... Not fortified in any way with the uh, metal planks or rods or bars or anything like that. This door is starting to look a little bit fragile. Does the door have health points? Yes, the door technically does have hit points. Okay. And no, you can't like throw a potion on the door and <laughs> fix the door. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, oof. With that, as you're starting to hear the smashing and like breaking of this front door, you also hear a of the window and the glass in the front living room. Uh, however, no head pokes through Scamos. Shame. There's a smash as you see glass start to break and he manages to kind of rip a bit of, a bit of the, one of the planks off. And then there's a slight pause and then his torch just through the gap onto the, into the living room against oh, one of the sofas which then just starts to go up. Oh, we didn't check for those um, <laughs> safety signs. You know, those little things that you can't resell a sofa unless it's one of those little sticker on there saying it's fire resistant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but however, at that point, the uh, last guy goes through the back door. Whoa. Who gets a hand axe and a rail gun shot at him. <laughs> <laughs> And unlike the re- unlike Yumna, my hand axe is going for his face. I want to oh. hit him. I want to kill him. 
<laughs> Actually, that is a good point. I should probably mention this as well. During combat, you can say there is non-lethal damage. So wow. if, for example, you're attacking and saying it's non-lethal, and then you get someone down to zero, they are knocked unconscious, not instantly killed. Yeah, it's a non-lethal hand axe to the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, technically... You could bash him with a handle. No, <laughs> Just yeah. takes an ear off. If you throw it dodgy so it goes handle first, yeah. Yeah. No. All right, uh, this is start... a lethal, an intentionally lethal hand axe to the face. All right. Oran Hammerhand, throw that hand axe. So I've got 1d6. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to roll your d20 first to see if you connect. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's been a while since I've done it. It has this. been a good while, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, man. Um, so I get my attack bonus on the d20 roll, right? Yeah. You sure do. So that's 12. Oh, it's not good. It just goes wide and just <sighs> digs into one of the cupboards in the kitchen. Does it, re- does it return to me immediately, or...? Uh, <laughs> This is the thing. It, it is, I believe, as a Eldritch Knight, it is your bonus action. So it's something you can do on your turn. You can just instantly thaw it and it goes shink back into your nice. hands. Yes, please, please. All right. <laughs> I mean, you do have two. What if he misses oh. it on the return? Oh, yeah. Can I... <laughs> <laughs> just goes straight past me into the wall behind me. Humbles it, yeah. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to do another throw with the other hand axe? Uh, yeah, I, uh, almost as if you were dual wielding. Okay, so uh, this second one will be just the d6. So if it hits, uh, like your first one was d6 plus something for damage. Oh, I see. Your yeah. second one on your offhand, which you're not as good with, will just be a d6. You won't get the plus. Okay. You'll still get the plus to see if it connects with the d20, but you just won't get the additional damage. Oh, 15. 15 is good enough, yeah. Yes. Okay, my d6. Four. Four, all right. So this guy (laughs) bursts in to the kitchen and you can hear him shout like, Marcus, I'm in. (laughs) And then just this axe goes careening past his head and digs into all the kitchen cabinets. And then he kind of turns and looks at it. It disappears. And then another one goes into the, his back. <laughs> and just bark. <laughs> he turns and looks around to see where the hell these hand axes are coming from. And then he just locks eyes with Finn, who's got a crossbow. In in staggering as he's walked into the room, has Marcus's friend been watching his step at all? Uh, yeah. Was there? We've we we didn't fortify the doors, but we put any t- any entrance or egress point has a good scattering of big old nails all over the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He uh, he steps on a nail <laughs> as a, as a axe, as a thrown axe goes into his back, <laughs> and then he steps on a nail. Just oh, fuck. <laughs> and he looks up and there's Finn with a rail gun. Uh, <laughs> roll, roll an attack with your uh, with your crossbow. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. That hits. <laughs> uh, so your crossbow is going to do your normal damage. I believe it's one d six plus something. 
I don't even know. Uh, damage. What would that be? Oh, it's a light crossbow. 1d8. Excellent. 1d8. With a plus 2 attack bonus. Yep. So you're going to do 1d8 plus 2. Plus so... an additional 2d6 for this uh, magical <laughs> rail gun bonus. <laughs> oh my god. So d- d8 to begin with, yeah? Yeah, d8 plus 2. So 4 plus 2, so 6. Uh-huh. And then the additional 2d6. Is this guy a red mist? <laughs> 1. 1. 6. <laughs> Whilst whilst you're calculating that, I aim the gun at him. I shout, "Eat yum nut!" And then and then I un- and then I unleash. You guys oh, have no. played uh, Fallout, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just vaporizes. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns. He just bursts into flames and turns into dust off the floor. <laughs> Marcus, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Does it do it in slow motion, like in the case? Yeah, like you've got into the vats. <laughs> yeah, you've got the vats on. Queek, 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 Shit, yeah, he, got, he turns into paste on the floor. Just <laughs> blood and viscera go everywhere. This is an electrical rail gun. Just absolutely wipes the floor with them. Fuck. Okay, uh, Scammels, it's your go. There is a fire in the living room. There is blood and guts going everywhere <laughs> in the kitchen. Oh yeah, I forgot about the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put that out of it. Okay, so, um, quick thing. Did anyone put the pot of hot water on? On the fire? Yeah, that was part of your plan, yeah. In that case, I'm gonna... It's still water, I'm gonna use that to douse the flames. Alright, yep. That would be your. That would probably be your action for this go. That's fine. To uh, run over there, grab the pot, and huck it over. Yeah, we'll do that. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, you successfully managed to put the fire out. Perfect. And then I tell you what, I will use my cunning action, if I may, just to retreat, retreat back into the shadows. Yep. Maybe whisper, eat shit to, to whoever's <laughs> outside. <laughs> you kind of run over, you grab the kind of slightly hot kind of, it's probably like a cast iron pot kind of thing grab it, it's like, oh, it's hot, 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 hot. You pour it over the fire, and as you sneak into the shadows, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm cool, man, fuck you, as you go into the shadow. Uh, roll, roll a stealth to see how well you quickly tuck back into the corner. Okay, so we rolled an 18 plus uh, 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 plus six. Ooh. My, stealth, my stealth is I've got mad stealth skills. I'm a sneaky boy. Yeah. And, uh, you're behind the, the wig curtain of the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sneak 100. Just duck again. It's like, huh. who did that? <laughs> uh, Uraprax, it is your go. You hear a kind of... I wouldn't say unlocking. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is the sound of unlocking, but there is also the weird kind of sound of... Almost like something being like proper old school electric, something being disconnected, like a kind of thing. And the unlocking of the door. Um, it the door handle turns ever so slightly and opens like a creak. And you can see like literally one of Bunzel's eyes and a bit of his nose just poking through and he's like, Oh, that was that was quick. Uh, I wanna force my way inside. 
Shit, okay. Uh, roll, a, roll a strength for me. Twenty. <laughs> oh yeah, you you barge through Bunzel. I pull the door closed behind me. Oh. I take Bunzel by the collar, and I ask a question that no one else has asked him yet. Whilst casting Zone of Truth, which is what the fuck were they talking about? That you killed your wife and daughter. Give me the truth now. You can do Zone of Truth. I can do Zone <gasps> of Truth. Wow! Oh, this is a game changer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Have you got the the fine details of Zone of Truth, or do you need me to look it up? I've got it here, which is. I must. I've got to make have. a save, and my bundle's got to make a save. Uh, you create a magical zone that guards against deception in a fifteen foot radius sphere until the spell ends. A creature that enters the spell's area for the first time. Um, I, don't, I don't have the info on what the D saving roll is. That's fine. I can look it up for you, bud. Must oh, make right. a charisma saving throw. Charisma. Thank you. Oh, okay. He's not. He's not the best. Uh, you should have somewhere on your sheet uh, what the number is. I've got to beat. Uh, I do not. That's fine. We can figure it out. Uh, it will be. What's your charisma modifier? My charisma modifier plus three. Three. I believe it would be a thirteen. Then. That's the save. Mm. Ba -ba -da 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 -da. Hmm. Should be yeah. Must be a thirteen. Alrighty, let me roll for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you believe, as you cast this spell, that the effects of the zone of truth work and wash over Bunzel. And Bunzel is influenced under the zone of truth. So, what did you ask? What did you say to him? What the fuck was he talking about that you killed your wife and daughter? Uh, aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering the questions to which they normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in their answers. I didn't. You didn't kill them. They they were they were sick. They they had they had the, the the plague that was going around a few years back. Then what the hell is Marcus talking about that you killed them? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He must just be lashing out because they were they were sweethearts and to be married. Well, that's all I've got for my turn now. <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, however, just obviously beyond this door that you haven't had access to yet, uh, very dark, almost immediately beyond this door under the stairs, uh, it is a basement staircase. So a quite narrow stone staircase that seems to leak down. Very dark, very kind of, very, very dark. Apart from this weird kind of purplish glow that seems to be coming from down in the basement. Seems like this weird uh, stone staircase that goes down and then banks off immediately at like a right angle. And now that you've kind of cast this and you've kind of got up in Bunzel's face and he's like, I don't know what he's talking about. You kind of realize like there's a weird glow coming from down here can i do i have any more movement in my den uh yeah i'd say you shunted yeah you shunted into the basement and you cast on a truth you're you're kind of on the stairs kind of awkwardly side by side with him you could start to make your way down yeah i do that all righty uh you start to make your way down bunzel puts his hand on your shoulder and it's like, oh, no, don't, don't, don't go down there. I go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Oran, it is your go. Okay, what's the situation at the front door right now? I've lost track. Uh, almost like a fireman busting in to a, a building. This, these uh, two, Marcus and one of his buddies, he seem to re- he's been able to recruit. Ah. Uh, pretty much hacking this door down. They tried to bust it open just by brute force, so they are just hacking the door fireman style. Meanwhile in the kitchen, it's raining, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Can I see through the gaps, like sort of um, shining type, here's Johnny moment? Can I see him through the holes in the door? It would be difficult, but yeah, you could totally throw one of these axes through the gap there Steiner making the door. Mm. I'd say it would be at a disadvantage as you are hitting, like, threading a needle and then trying to hit something through the other side of that needle. Can I, can I, cro- uh, can I walk to the door? Can I reach the door and still have an action to take? Oh yeah, this is not a huge house. You could get to any one of the other... Much like, not like Cluedo, you can get to any room on one go. Okay. I think I'm going to run to the door mm-hmm. and thrust my hand through the hole in a gap and grab him and do a shocking grasp into him. I want to grab a hold of him and shock All right. him the door. I like that, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I have to check my shocking. I can't. I, I've got shocking grass right here. It's a attack roll for shocking grass. One d eight is what is all I've got written down here. Uh, yes, so you're going to have to make a spell attack against the target. Okay, so that is a plus two on mm. a d20. Yep. Oh, oh no! Nine! Only. Nine? <laughs> <laughs> you I think I'm going to lose my arm. <laughs> you, don't, you don't manage to get much of a reach on it because you are obviously not an idiot and not going to step on the... Uh, the nails and nails that are on the front door. <laughs> you manage to get close enough that you can then lean and kind of shunt your hand through this gap. You try and grab something, but you just manage to send a bit of electricity through one of the door hinges. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, because you're not an idiot, you pull your hand back out because you don't want your <laughs> hand to get cut off. <laughs> All right. A for effort, but just apparently just wasn't the role wasn't there for you. Uh, Finn. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just sort of uh, amazed at what what just went down. Um, I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm a little bit in shock of myself for <laughs> what I did to this poor Life. guy. Like I would say historically, whilst his <laughs> yeah. like flesh is just raining down. Considering you said the at the outset that you were just going for his legs, yeah. I would say in our like previous adventures, you were probably our least violent party member. <laughs> Broke yeah, his seal. In, in fact, I'm like I'm pretty much in shock right now. I was expecting like a small electric dart through the uh, th you know, through the leg, and instead. <laughs> this thing has just gone down. Eviscerated. And it... I'm just I'm just so shocked I dropped the gun and I'm just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Can I ask a question about the gun though? Just the mechanics of the gun, like can you reload it? Is it something that is a one shot thing or uh, no, like a uh, like a normal crossbow, it would be uh you would reload it on your go. However, obviously as you're if it's connected to the power supply like a, like a rail gun, it's got like the coil at the front, which the arrow goes through. It's almost like got like a little mini, tiny little basketball hoop on the front of it. So the dart is launched through the crossbow, which then goes through like the golden thread hoop that he's made. Which Even then after it's been shot once. Yeah, but then obviously you reload it and then you shoot another bolt, which then goes through the little hoop at the front. It's connected to the mains, right? So that's yeah, why it's, it's not it's too on a, it's on, a, it's on a cable connected to the mains. So we can still use it pretty much anywhere in the city, right? Like a bumper car. Anywhere we can plug in. <laughs> yeah, it is like a bumper car. It's got to be connected to the power supply to work. Otherwise, okay. it's a normal dart. So once I drop this out of shock, I kind of uh, sort of worriedly sort of look around like, what's going on, what's going on, and just get a bit of a recce of the room just to see if there's any... Other danger, or what? You know, who I can see coming through what window or doorway. Uh, you're not... giving you a thumbs up. Actually, yeah. no, you're not 100 percent sure where Scamos is. There has Scam been a bit of a scorch mark on like the the furniture in the middle, but now it's all wet and damp. And then you can see there is a guy who has successfully broken the living room window. Uh, now that he's thrown his torch through, he is starting to make his way through this window. Okay. 
Does this guy look threatening? I guess he does because he's tr- coming through. He's, yeah, he? he's climbing through a broken window. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty dangerous. Okay. I sort of snap out of my uh, confusion and I, I uh, go for the chromatic orb. Excellent. Which element are we creating the orb in? So let's just have a look here. Got like the element of surprise. <laughs> yeah. Fire, cold, lightning, thunder. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be fire. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just dealt with that. It's not going to be thunder either. I've, I've, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm going off electric for a while. So maybe the maybe the cold maybe the cold did you say? Yeah. Maybe I can sort of freeze him a bit. Maybe sort of chill him out. All right. Go for that. You kind of create a mm. moat of energy in your hand, which turns almost like almost like a rainbow spectrum and then it sets and settles on this kind of icy blue color as you huck that mote of energy out and cast chromatic orb uh roll attack for me okay so is that just is that what is that plus tw- uh, just 20 and then you should have a little plus for your spells at the very top above all your spells you should have what you get to plus to it Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, that's right. It's, we haven't not played in time. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> so it's a one. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so I'm still a bit dazed from the uh, from <laughs> the uh, crossbow incident. Uh, it's a plus five, so six in total. Unfortunately, that is that's not enough to hit. <laughs> This okay. icy blue ball of energy goes streaking out of your hand, just hits the kind of the wall against the window, and instantly, almost like a snowball's hit there, just frost just kind of spiders <laughs> out on the point that you've hit. Nice. As a, a little bit of snowflake starts to fall and land on you, Scammers. So whilst 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 it missed, I sort of like look at the guy, and, you know, like. That was a warning shot. Like, <laughs> you better, you better stand still and just calm down. Otherwise, the next one is going for you. Roll. I give him, I give him that look. You know the look. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, no, I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you be careful now, like. Roll an intimidation for me. Says you fight, says you fight. Eighteen plus three, twenty-one. <laughs> That is a like Paddington hard stare you've just given. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hard stare. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Only Paddington can do it. Okay. This guy that threw the torch through the broken window and then is now trying to climb through kind of looks at you with. <laughs> he, you just destroyed and turned one of his mates into dust. <laughs> Keep in mind, kind of is about to crawl through the window and is like, "Yeah, all right, mate, that's fine, it's fine, I'll go." <laughs> I, I love the voice. I wanted to. He's so weird. He paid me a lot of gold, but yeah, fuck it, I'll go. And he, he's off. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could still keep the money. I'm not even going to shake him. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> brilliant go. I love everything about what you just did there. 
<laughs> so good. Brilliant. Okay, uh, we're back up to the top of the round. Uh, the Marcus and his other mate have now successfully managed to bust through this door. With one last swing, the uh, guy that's with Marcus does the final blow, manages to bust it open. Marcus then charges in, uh, does not see the cow traps and the nail. <laughs> Takes a little bit in that damage from the nail. Ah, you! Fucking you assholes working for Bunzel with your treat tricks! Uh, goes for a swing for Oran as Oran was right in front of him as he tried to shocking grasp. So swings for Oran at the front door. Oof! Unnatural 20, does that hit you, buddy? Uh, oh, I would think so. Do I, yeah, so this I is my... So. Uh, your AC, your armor class. Uh, yeah, 18. Yeah. He brings down this short sword and starts slashing at you and catches you right across the arm. Uh, take <sighs> five points of damage. Oh, no! <laughs> the buddy that he's with, uh, who has now used his action to finish off the door and bust it open, is now entering the building as well. However, he won't get a chance to attack you because he's already attacked the door. He doesn't see the cow chops and <laughs> steps on a nail. Yeah. <laughs> he does like the proper Scooby-Doo where he's like almost like floating in place and his legs are kicking. And it's like, bloom, 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 bloom. <laughs> Alrighty, the third guy not there anymore because he's run away. Okay. <laughs> the last guy is a fine mist. <laughs> uh, Scamos, you're in the living room. You can hear that the front door has been breached and there is swords and stuff clishing and clanking together in the hallway. Right. Um, I am going to, looking at the size of the house here, um, for my minor action, I'm going to down myself a delicious lemon zinger. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so the lemon zinger is uh, not as powerful as a normal potion as it has other benefits. So you're going to roll one four-sided dice and just plus two to it. Okay. Um, I actually didn't think it healed, sorry. I thought it just was a speed thing. Because I'm on full health. Oh, my, yeah. Sorry, the lemon zinger is... It's the Mad Mage that does healing. That's yep. my, my bad, yep. That's okay. it, so um, blitz Almost in that. Almost like you've drunk too much caffeine, you feel like your legs start to twitch, like you've got restless leg syndrome all of a sudden, as uh, this magic seems to just go right through your calves. Great. Your and then thighs are buzzing. What I'm going to do with my gift of incredible speed now is I want to blitz out of the back door, so jumping out of the back door, round the house, and I'm going to come up behind these two that are coming through the front. <laughs> you know what? With your cunning action where you can dash and double your speed, yeah, you can totally do that. <laughs> speedy Gonzalez out the back door. Just by Finn and you just zoom past Finn. Out the back door, round the back, hopping over fences, and you zip round to the front door, which has now been breached, but you are now behind them and flanking them. Yeah. Um, have I got an effect to stab someone in the back, or have I got to wait? Uh, yeah, technically you haven't had your actual action yet. Everything you've yeah. done is either just a minor action or part of your uh, 
your rogue traits. So yeah, you can attack. Yeah, I'm going to stab someone in the back if you don't mind. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, because they are currently engaged with Auran, you will get advantage with this as well, as you are flanking. Ah, thank ah. you. Um, Which was probably your plan all along, right? <laughs> you have a rogue, I'm going to flank someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to hold my arm and do non-lethal. I figure I want to, if I'm going to keep anyone to question, it's going to be Marcus. So let's deal with the other guy, shall I? Um, I will. Yep. Yeah. So. I've rolled a 16 and with my rapier, so that's a plus four attack bonus. Yes, that definitely hits. And so that will be your rapiers of 1d8 plus something, I believe. Yeah, 1d8 plus two. And sneak attack damage. Yep, sneak attack uh, with advantage. Yep. All right, you roll that damage for me. Right, so my eight-sided dice is... Let me just check. It's this green one, I guess. Nope, that's a ten-sided dice, because otherwise I can't roll a ten on that. <laughs> okay, that's better. That is a... So a, I rolled a six, and my rapier is 1d8 plus two, so that is eight. Excellent. And then what do I do with my sneak attack on this one? Uh, with your sneak attack, you'll get to add... Oh, 2d6. I found yes. it. Yep. So plus five... Plus six. Uh oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you just Sonic the Hedgehog zip out of the back door all the way around, right up to the back of this guy that's with Marcus, and just cut his throat, and he just falls to the ground instantly. This <laughs> in blood. And as the magic of the uh, the uh, lemon zinger is still in effect, almost like very. Sonic the Hedgehog SQR kind of one leg out, really rapidly toe tapping and impatient. Tap up looking at an, an uninvented watch. Yeah. <laughs> A sundial. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uraprax. What do you do? I head down the stairs. Okay. As you head down the stairs of the basement and you get to this weird aura, uh, purplish glow, you turn around the corner and you are greeted with a really weird sight. The room is very empty. There seems to be a couple of crates and a barrel, a very small desk in the corner with a bit of scroll or something on it. But it doesn't look like it's been touched for a long while. But this weird purple glow seems to be coming from what's in the centre of this room. Almost perfectly square. And in the very centre is this weird, almost circle on the ground. Seems to be this weird etching of carving a rune and spell and incantation that seems to be etched in the ground. Almost glowing with this purple hum. And you can feel like the thrum of the energy in this room. Almost very much like a transmutation full metal alchemist kind of circle in the middle of this room. And as you look up, on either side of this weird circle on the ground are these big golden like climbing pins, like big chunky iron rods embedded in the ground. 
both of these two rods have golden chain going straight up. And as you look up, floating in the middle of this uh, basement seems to be this spectral figure. This beautiful young girl, completely spectral and ghost-like. However, these magical golden chains, which have been buried and dug into the ground, are bound by her wrists. And this weird spectral figure is desperately trying to go up. You can see like the look on its face, it's looking up, it wants to go up. However, somehow Bunzel's managed to tether it to the ground. And it's that pull, that kind of two magnets opposed to something, something that's wanting to ascend, something spiritual that wants to travel and go beyond, that's been tethered to this world, is what's generating this weird power supply. Can I talk to her? Uh, I mean, this is... You've never seen one in your life, but the, the, you could imagine this is some kind of spectre, this is some kind of ghost. Where's Bunzel? He, uh... I mean, <laughs> as you look and all this, you can kind of hear him come down behind you, and he doesn't really say anything. He kind of looks up at this spectral girl that's been bound by this golden chain. Kind of just looks at her and awkwardly looks at you, not really sure what to say. I look at Bunzel as if to say, care to explain? <laughs> uh, he's still under the zone of truth, so um, this is this is my my daughter Lennon. <gasps> all right, uh, all right, it's your go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're in the awkward position now. Oh, well, we don't know this. No, we don't know this. What's going on in the basement? Oh, However, yeah. everyone has either run away or is dead, apart from Marcus. <laughs> you go and you're right up in Marcus's grill. All right. Well, I mean, I wanted to kill Marcus, so I'm still going to kill him if I can. Uh, um, it, people split the party. <laughs> um, what is my? Ah, oh, you know, you know what? What's that, man? I've never. I've never gotten to use Thunderwave yet. And I know it doesn't make any sense to use it now, but I think it would be dramatic and exciting. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, you Thunderwave. Um, so I'm going to use Thunderwave, please. All right. Just to just inject some chaos into this, because I'm pretty sure it's going to send everyone and everything flying. Uh, I believe it will jut out uh, I believe Thunderway juts out in a 5 foot or a 10 foot cube around you so it would just affect uh, Marcus oh really? just Marcus? is it not like I thought it was bigger than that I can't let's, have a quick, let's have a quick look see shall we it's like one of my Thunderway oh a 15 foot cube around you okay so it's going to hit Scamos as well <laughs> Sorry, Scamos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> 
Amazing. Uh, 15, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and a creature takes and is pushed 10 feet. Yeah, unsecured objects that are within your area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet as well. So anything oh, in the house. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, okay, so you, uh, you've got your hand axes out at the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, you almost like some random guy, like like proper old school with like the triangle calling people for dinner. You just clang these two hand axes together and this piercing ring just erupts from you. Uh, okay, the bad guy's gonna have to do a constitution saving throw, I believe it is. Yes, he's gonna make a con save. And uh, Scamos, could you do a constitution saving throw as well for me, please? Yeah, sure. Alright. Marcus rolled a 20, so he's only going to take half the damage and he's not going to get pushed back. Uh, so what about you, Scamos? I've got my constitution, so I'm rolling a d20, right? And I yep, will. And then plus in the con saving throw. Oh, the con saving throw? I just have yeah. my normal constitution. Is that somewhere else? Sorry? Yeah, so next to your skills, you've got like. Oh, I see it. I see it. Cool, cool, cool. It might be exactly the same depending on what your class is. It might be, might be higher. <sighs> Not quite as good as Marcus. I land an 18 all in. Okay, uh, what's your spell save DC, uh, Oran? 12. 12, okay, so we've both succeeded, so we're only going to take half the damage and not get pushed. So uh, uh, roll the 2d8 and we'll half it. Uh, okay. 4 and. Oh, 1. 5. Yeah. 5. So uh, rounded. Round it down to two. So Mark is going to take two points of thunder damage, as are you, Scamos. She did <laughs> However, all the shrapnel that was on the floor by the front door, and the front door itself, all bits of that just go, Bwah! just everywhere. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Good. Would would because we're in a house that is clearly got a basement level and it's mm -hmm. a 15 foot cube would it not affect below me as well down into the floor uh i'd say i'm probably going to kick myself for saying this but for argument's sake spells like that don't go through through or round corners Good you know point. what i mean uh however as uh Uraprax is talking and seeing all this uh in the basement he then hears this almighty Wah! From oh, the inception noise. <laughs> yeah, the inception yeah. noise from upstairs. <laughs> okay, Finn. Scamos has just speedy Gonzalez right past you. And now <laughs> apparently he's at the front door and then there's this huge thundering noise going on. What would you like to do? I think I think the situation's getting out of hand. I think we've got glass flying now around. It's out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got we've got all sorts of stuff going going on. Um, I wonder if I was to shout from here to the to the basement, would would anyone hear me? Is it how how close is it? Um, I mean, much like shouting for someone who's in the house, like shouting for someone who's upstairs while you're in the living room. Okay, I mean, as long as you shout loud enough, yeah. I'm going to attempt to shout to Eraprax, shout down into the basement. And so use it, <laughs> use the pillow on this last guy, so we can like ask, you know, question him later. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about the pillow. <laughs> I scream, I scream, I scream down the uh, basement stairs to see the, the big hate. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> Frax hears me, and then we could maybe not totally destroy this guy into a thousand pieces. Okay, uh, that that would be your. Um, I, I'll give you that as like your just free action to just scream at the top of your lungs. You can still move about. You can still cast spells if you'd like to. Um, I think I'm okay. I think that's that's my only action. Okay. Alrighty. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't just scream, Yum nut! <laughs> Yum nut! And shoot, <laughs> shoot it again. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. We've already killed one of them. We might as well kill them all. Let okay. yeah, the one guy go. <laughs> you let him go. Uh, Marcus is going to take two big swings with his sword against you, Aurifrak. Auran, uh, sorry. Uh, oof, not great. Does a 16 hit you? No. 18. Not. Alrighty. Ugh, no, he misses both times. The ringing in his ears, he's just swinging blind. Not sure what to do. Scamos. Right. Um, Again, I... the ringing in your ears is quite substantial as you were affected by this spell. I wanted this guy alive, so I'm going to try some non-lethal damage on him. Um, okay. Do I still choose a weapon and just declare it as non-lethal? Yeah. Uh, if you were... Uh, say, for example, your mission was to capture someone, at the start of combat, we would all like, okay, you're all doing non-damage because you're all meant to capture this thing. However, in a combat where people are dying and people are getting killed, it is better to state it every time you attack, just to be safe. Right. So I'm going to I'm gonna pull... I'm going to aim for some non-lethal on Marcus yeah. maybe I can um, get him through the back of the calf with my with my rapier and like pin him that way yeah you could buckle him or you could just You, I'd still let you do your normal rolls and normal damage but like for argument's sake you're whacking him with the like the butt of the handle of the rapier and not piercing him with the rapier yeah so I'm going to go for that attack wise um, am I still flanking him because he's engaged with Finn and I'm behind him right uh, yep but Again, if you're declaring non-lethal, I don't think I'd let you have your sneak attack. Okay, so I'm just going to try. <laughs> I'm just going to try and bash him. Yeah, um, still advantage because um, you're flanking, but not with a sneak attack. So, test my memory here as well. Advantage. I just do. I get to re-roll if I do. If I have uh, a bad you time. Get to roll twice and take the higher number. Perfect. Right. Let's do exactly that. So, fourteen plus four on my first. Oh, yeah, that hits. And six plus four on my second, so I'll take the 14 then, shall I? Yes. So, right, and then I'll roll 1d8 plus two for non-lethal damage. Rolled an eight, so make that a ten. Excellent. You buckle him. He's not down, but he falls to one knee as you just absolutely slash what, what, what would you like to do would you like to just whack him over the back of the head or you want to go for like yeah, the back of the let, knee let, let's say that I am um, that I basically just sucker punch this guy with the back <laughs> of the thing yeah just with the butt end of the rapier you've just knocked him right on the back of the head you hear like a crunk yeah and then whack the shit out of him as I was already standing I kind of used my minor action to give um, the other guys kind of we need him alive, eyes. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, you could you could shout out, "We need him alive" as your action. Okay. Big sleep. Big <laughs> sleep. Bureaucrats. 
you have this weird spectral girl bound in chains trying to ascend to go to a different realm to be at peace but she's being caught and being forced here with these golden threads a very sorry for himself kind of bummed he got caught uh bundle behind you and then you hear from above we need the pillow or whatever it was that finn shouted put him to sleep <laughs> how long does he sleep for with the pillow doesn't that take his damage as well uh, so if the, if it is successful and they're forced to sleep, I mean it's, I'd argue maybe a good four hours or something. Unless obviously then he's roused and woken up. Does Bunzel have any weaponry? Uh, not you can see on him, no. I cast the invisible to go to the top of the stairs and slam the door multiple times to draw the attention of the others. Okay. Uh, whilst, whilst, if I can, <laughs> yes. Also holding Bunzel at rapier point. Okay, yeah. He uh, he puts his arms up. He's like, can I at least explain myself? Or I mean, please don't kill me. You shut your fucking mouth and put the others down. <laughs> you right. got some splaining to do. <laughs> Alright. Viraprax uh, gets Bunzel at rapier point, at knife point, as he casts the invisible to help him out. Uh, Oran, it is your go. Okay. I, in a non-lethal way, <laughs> crack Marcus over the head with my warhammer. Okay. Is that quickly, what yeah. That's what you, my main weapon is. I've forgotten. <laughs> you quickly stow your uh, little hand axes, your throwing axes, and grab the big chunky warhammer from behind you. And probably very similar to Scamos, you will just butt him with like the handle, the the back end of the handle. Uh, go for an attack, buddy, uh, with advantage because you and Scamos are flanking. Ooh. Oh man. Not good either way, but it is a uh, uh, 13. Just misses. He is groggy and swinging as he's just been whacked over the back of the head. <laughs> but as you kind of try and bring it down, he just manages to kind of catch it and lean out of the way. Uh, as you are swinging this hammer, but going for a miss, you then hear the basement door. Finn. There is one guy left. He looks like he's on his last legs, but it looks like Scamus and Oran are just throwing weapons at him. <laughs> the, uh, the basement door is slamming like the kid with the guy, the dad and the kid with the trumpet. <laughs> uh, what would you like to do on your go? Enchantment suggestion. Does that only work on creatures or humanoids as well? Uh, you have the spell suggestion? Yes. Let's have a look, sir. I suggest you stop. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
<laughs> it's just a course of activity. Yeah, Suggest get asleep. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that worked. Uh, I mean, are you trying to aim at the invisible? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. So, uh, so it says um, you suggest a course of activity uh, for a creature. Mm-hmm. But would that work on Marcus? Yes. Uh, in the Dungeon Master's books and guides and stuff, any bad guy or thing you are targeting, they they refer to as a creature. So it could be a human, it could be a human like Marcus, it could be a dragon, it is your enemy, a creature or a target. Okay, because I want to end the bloodshed, Mm -hmm. I try to suggest, using my uh, suggestion spell, Marcus, Marcus. uh, to basically you know, get, get on the ground get, you know give up surrender and sort of you know i want to suggest to him that he does this very quickly otherwise these are the guys who i'm with they're gonna brutalize him to oblivion just punching and, him in yeah and i suggest he makes it very obvious that he is surrendering as quickly as possible okay uh, as all this chaos and these swords and hammers are going flying everywhere as you guys are trying to attack Marcus, uh, Finn pops his head around the corner into the hallway and he starts to speak and tell Marcus to calm the fuck down and surrender because these guys are going to fuck him up. And as he does so, you can see almost like he's been vaping this kind of golden kind of smoke just starts to waft out of his the corners of his mouth as he is casting this spell. And... Uh, Let's see if it works. So he's got to make a wisdom saving throw. What have I got to beat? What's your spell save, D- spell save DC? Sorry. 14. 14? Okay, Th- he rolled 13. a... 13. Oh, 13. Okay, he rolled a, he rolled a four. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks at you as this kind of gold uh, vapor starts to just slightly emanate out the side of your mouse as you've been talking and he kind of drops his swords he reluctantly gets on his knees he looks like he's in a really bad way and was on the brink and as he just tears just down his face just like they they killed my fiance bad man all right as he does that that lasts like eight hours i think that thing so he's gonna be yeah Unless you do something else, Finn, he's going to be like that for eight hours. That's fine. Okay. And with that, you guys are technically out of combat. The door, though, is still... (laughs) I consider for a brief moment doing like a Will Smith welcome to Earth. (laughs) But I don't. Um... So, will in in terms of in terms of our guy Marcus, will he just be at peace and just come with us nicely now for eight hours? Uh, he looks like he has taken uh, Finn's suggestion of stop fighting and calm the fact down. Now these these guys are gonna kill you to heart, and he is almost. Uh, he's probably dropped his weapons. He's on his knees, and he's almost probably put his hands on his head like he's ready to get arrested. From what the uh, suggestion was that from uh, Finn. Great. So we're out of combat. Can we just move about freely now? Uh, yeah, you guys are technically out of combat at this moment. What would you like to so do? 
Shall the three I, of us, three of us gather around? I, I reassure the other guys. He's he's cool. He can just stay there while we rush downstairs if we need to. We should probably take him with us. <laughs> you think? So, yeah. Let's 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 pick him up and say, "You're gonna be cool." Well, yeah. I don't want you guys to kill me, right? I mean, Good. if I fuck with you, I'm gone, right? Yeah. Sorry about your yeah, friend. Exactly. But, you know, you did start it. Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We started it. It's fine. It's fine. Please, please don't. Okay, just, just, just be cool, and we'll go and see what the <laughs> deal is here. I mean, we've got to, we've got to go and see to that. But um, you've got no more weapons on you, right? Empty your pockets. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of daggers on me. I, I, sorry, I should have said mentioned yeah, that just, sooner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he starts, starts unloading. He's got a couple of daggers in his cloak, hidden. Has he got any money? Hey. <laughs> Because uh, I've I taken just... a couple of points of damage. I mean, that isn't gonna, that isn't sorry, gonna heal itself. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I mean, it was my friend that did it that. But... <laughs> I everything I everything I had, I gave to the guys to help me. Well, one of them's bang, run off. We'll, bang, we'll talk bang, about getting a bang, refund bang. on that later on, right? Bang, but, bang, um, bang. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, don't let's do go, the let's pro- go, do the proper knock around. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we'll go to the door. Um, should we just temptations to get you invisible, just to hit you with a pillow? <laughs> should, we, should we knock the door back? Because do we know it's the power off? The power is off, but I'm not supposed to know that. I mean, this door is <laughs> this door is opening and closing, and technically, in all the chaos, I think a couple of you did probably see Urafrax go into the basement. Okay. We'll, we'll head down and see what's going on. We'll keep um, Marcus in between us. Okay. I hear them going. I'm like, guys, watch your step. They've got Bunzel at the bottom of that rapier point. Yes, there is Bunzel. Bunzel with his arms up with a the tip of a rapier right at his throat as Uraprax is pointing it at him. Again, this strange stone staircase, this weird purplish glow. Uh, you guys, as you come down, can't see it, but then you come down into the basement and see this strange former alchemist-like transmutation circle on the ground. These big iron, uh, sorry, golden rods driven into the concrete floor connected these two chains going up to this spectral girl that seems to almost like these chains are like taunt. She is trying to go up somewhere. Mm. I uh, see them appear around the corner. I say, guys, I hope you didn't hurt them too much upstairs because I, I think the real problem's here. <laughs> um, don't worry, Oraprax, no one is in any pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus is like, oh, what's going on? What's happening? And he goes around the corner and sees this figure and again falls to his knees and is just. Almost like Planet of the Apes, like, you maniac! <laughs> you I, uh, blew it up! I jab the rapier a little, put a bit more pressure on uh, Bunzel's throat, and I just say, tell them. Okay. This is my, my daughter, Lillen. She, uh, believe me, I, I was being truthful when I said she was sick I, but I saw the opportunity and I came to her she was unwell we couldn't afford or didn't know how to cure her but I 
I knew what to do and I knew how to make it work, but obviously I, I couldn't do it to someone unwilling. And so I talked to her and I explained the situation and how it would work and she was okay with it. She, she offered, she agreed. She wanted to help to give this to all the town and everyone around us. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> well, I mean, consent is an important thing, right? So, um... What did she agree to specifically? That... <laughs> the moral high ground has returned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you dusted a guy. <laughs> before she died, she agreed to be part of the experiment and to be put into the machine. Forever. Forever, yes. She doesn't look all that happy. Again, he kind of looks up at her like a, he's he's welling up as well. It's not a nice sight to see. And again, I don't. She's not. She looks like she is got her eyes fixed on something. She is looking up, and it's like not like a desperation, but like just a desire to like. That's where I'm going. That's where I need to be. Like very light at the end of the tunnel, kind of look on her face. However, she just can't get that. Bunzel kind of speaks up again. Like, can I? Can I at least explain myself? Or I suggest you fucking do. Yeah, if you could. It's just. It's always power, isn't it? Everyone needs it and everyone wants it. I'm not talking in the sense of the the lights being on, the carts pulling themselves. There's, I have seen mages and sorcerers and wizards who have managed to tear down huge buildings and destroy gigantic dragons and monsters through just simple spells and incantations in their books. I've seen clerics and paladins call upon their deities and gods and smite people with almighty holy magic and there are people who get their power from being brave and courageous and being politics and winning wars but there's always a guy with a bigger stick. There's always a wizard who's got a bigger spell. There's always a cleric who believes in their deity more always someone fighting and always someone trying to raise the bar so I remove the bar that was beautiful I mean yes there's always a guy and there's always a wizard who claims he's the best there's always a man in power who's got all his diplomats under his thumb but I mean, with this and this power supply, I mean, it's not the most purest of methods, but no one's cold, no one's hungry, no one's scared. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm okay with this. <laughs> I mean, is he? He's saying all this still under the, uh, the under the truthful zone mm. of truth. Let me let me double check. Let me double check this. 
Because if everything he said is 100% accurate... He is... Technically, the zone of truth... 10 minutes, uh, right? ...is still up for 10 minutes. It's not a concentration spell. So him cast... Oropraxx casting Unseen Servant has not cancelled out the zone of truth. He is technically still in it. So you want to change anything you just said? (laughs) Uh, No. No? No? Okay. So I I sort of... um, look to marcus i say you know marcus he's on you know he's under a you know a, a sort of is it the zone of truth he's speaking 100 percent truthfully right now i don't fully agree with what's going on here but if if this is if this is true then then who are we to say otherwise but then again everybody else using this electric may not agree may not consent to the way this energy is being generated perhaps everybody needs to know and they can make up their own mind I see we put Bunzel into the machine and let his spirit (laughs) power everything I mean it would be a way to secure his legacy yes if he's still keen we let this person go <laughs> Lillian and we put Bunzel in. Hang on, hang on. But and we can overpower him. Let's not be too hasty them, here. Could we um, stick both of them in like two AA batteries where you get like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Bunzel's got to be upside what? down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head, head like a sort of yeah. thrust of as the power just grows <laughs> and like things are popping. Hold on. Yeah. I mean... Are you guys? Are you guys actually saying this out loud? Is this? Yeah, I think this is part of this, this is part of the bit, right? We're gonna have to let them. Bunzel very timidly puts a finger up and's like, "Do not think I, if I could have gone into the machine, I would have. I mean, I'm the only one who can make the machine. I can't making it and putting myself in it are two very different things. I needed to put someone else into it. I'm the only one who knows how to do it." Bunzel. You've made it now, it's made. We can put you in it. And we're going to try. <laughs> Before we do anything, guys, I just think we're being a little bit hasty when we have an important thing we have to ask ourselves. Have we cleared our expenses yet? Because... Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah we're going to need to get that sorted before we do anything that can't be undone. However, if we put Bunzel in, then this house is ours. And didn't we how... want the house? How are we going to bind him to the machine? I don't know, but we'll figure is there it out. A, is there a Finn, manual here? Wait, he's under the zone of truth. Bunzel, can you teach Finn how to do the spell? <laughs> and whilst you're at it, can you also teach me how to start charging for electric? <laughs> 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 yeah, he's still under the zone of truth, so... Uh... Look, I don't want to... Believe me. It would take a very, it took me a very, very long time to figure out how to do it. I don't know, no offense to you, Finn, I... Look, I don't think this is, I think you guys are missing the point here, look. I don't want to... I'm not going to turn it off. I've done too much. I've helped out too many people. I've lost a lot. But, I mean, if you want to 
tell all the people in this town the horrible thing I've done and just see where the dice fall, then that's fine. The question comes, how did Marcus find out and who else knows? I think Marcus just got lucky. Maybe we should have killed him. Marcus is still absolutely bawling his eyes out. He's like, no way, I fucking knew she wasn't sick. I think we send... I'm just... This isn't out loud, by the way. I think we... Uh... Marcus has seen what this is now. I think we should send Marcus away. And he... Leave him to tell the town, the mayor, the whatever. And see what they want to do. It's not our business. It's not his business. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're doing that anyway, um, Oran, have you got another thunder wave in you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I can do a thunder wave. I mean, we'll be outside, obviously, but um, you know, maybe we just thunder wave this motherfucker. Disappear into the night. What is happening? What? what? I, was, I was about to be doing it peacefully. What are you guys on? Why about? are you thunderwave in the basement? Well, I think we're going to. I think we're going Kill to everyone. Everyone. The power. The truth. The, the truth will set them free. Yeah. Or we're just destroying everything. I. Yeah. I mean, any any. Should we should we take a vote on this? So. No, you know what? no I can't. I'm going to the roof. And I'm <laughs> I'm not having anything to do with this. I'm going to sit on the roof. You decide among yourself. Okay, time out for a second. Right, what is happening? Because like, even I've lost. It I now. don't know what's going on here. They're on about fucking everything up. I think. Right. So you guys think about it for just apparently... a minute. Um, I've got just a second. I'm going to have to run and say goodnight to my wife. She's going to bed. But think for a moment, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. So we. <laughs> <laughs> right okay <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost the plot so Bunzo is still at knife point we've got <laughs> Marcus on the ground bawling his eyes out and you guys are chatting to yourself about what you guys would like to do about this situation yeah, yeah. right okay and I'm thunder waving. He wants the thunder wave. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? What, 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 what do you what, want to thunder wave exactly? No, I think I think both me and Nandy are. We don't want the machine to continue existing. Perhaps. Right. Oh, I don't okay. want to speak. I don't want to speak for Andy, but that's the that's what I got from his suggestion of me. Well, we don't know that's going to break the machine. We just know it's probably going to kill Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> That's aren't, true. Aren't there like whole businesses and industries and cities running off electric? And if we were to destroy it, you know, the whole city. Don't you remember it goes to other cities as well, like other villages and towns. You know. Yes. Darth it's going to go to our, Russellton. Russellton. It's going to go to Russellton at some point. They, but, they can could... we, <laughs> but can we truly stand by and let? Lilin's poor eternal soul power everyone forever. It was consensual. I fucking hate you, Lewis, in your moral quandaries. It was consensual. <laughs> I'm having she the best time. to it. She said it was fine. He's fulfilling her wish and doing a great thing. <laughs> could have been a horrible situation. She was going to die either way, and now I... she's the power source. I don't think she knew what she was signing up for. Who cares? She's dead. 
Well, she's not, though, is she? She's still... Her, her, she's there. She's right here. Right. Ask her. See if she's well, still alive. If, if only we could. Is there any, like... I don't know. Is there any way of speaking to this bitch? Uh, if uh, if one of you was like a cleric who had the ability to speak with dead, yes, but I, I don't have comprehend think... language as a skill. <laughs> Good for you, man. <laughs> but that's not gonna fly. Hold on. Okay, so if we had a cleric in our party, we could theoretically <laughs> mission. <laughs> Why don't we go? We're in the we're in a massive city. There must be a cleric here, like in a. This is a this is what I'm saying. If we send Marcus way to spread the word of what's going on, if people want to use the energy, they can do. If they don't want to use it out of moral this reasons, it's not they don't a have civil to. war. But <sighs> you can have half the city going. Yes, so, so, go. so Danny, are you, are you saying cover it up and keep the energy on? Yes. Okay. We were never here. <laughs> Oh, so you don't think we should let Marcus go? No, I think we should kill him. Oh, oh what? He's an accessory. He knows his shit. Like, if we let him go, the whole thing's fucked. Okay, so I'm in the middle. Marcus is there Dan's, like, what? Dan's one extreme. <laughs> she has the I mean, I, I want to know if she... Because consent can be withdrawn at any point. Not when you're dead. I think you can. I, think you can. Uh, I mean, it's the I think that we need to. We know now, and I think we need to go and find a cleric to, to so that we can speak to this person. Has our wisdom got filled with amnesia potion? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna no, unfortunately, at this point, the uh, wizard cup has not been refilled. Oh, bollocks. Wait, almost uh, done. I, Sorry, having done that, I'm now desperate for a wee. Wait a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, He's I'm left not... us at the most, like, we've <laughs> never had a disagreement about anything so far. <laughs> yeah. All... My my stance is we kill Marcus, or at least find a way to erase his memory, and then leave the power running, get the fuck out of there, because if we tell everyone it's going to be a civil war, if we destroy the power, people are going to, it's going to be fucking anarchy. Well, how long, I mean, they haven't had the power all that long. I get that it's like kind of lush, right? The power is nice, but it was only, I think I asked him, I think it was like 18 months or something they've had the power for. Yes, I think as far as I'm aware, it's, the power's been up and running and everyone's had it for just over a year or maybe, it was just under a year maybe, I think it was eight months or 18. Uh, okay, so it's not as if we are it's as if we're taking away a kind of nice new car that they've got or something, you know. It's like, it's How been really good. dimmable bulbs. You'd be taking away dimmable bulbs. Silent dimmable yes. bulbs. I think, what, yeah. What is, we'll fill you in, Andy, don't worry. What, what is the population of this town? It's a, it's a big town. So what's the population? <laughs> 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 All right, hold on. 37. <laughs> So, yeah, in conclusion, Andy, we all... Oh, sorry, not Andy. Scamos. We all have very different opinions about how we should deal with this situation. It's very interesting, actually. Where, Before you hear any of our thoughts, Scamos, where do you stand on this whole... Yeah, yeah. This whole situation? Well, I think as I caught on to you guys talking here that... There's clearly an argument from some quarters, at least, that the needs of the many might outweigh the needs of the few, right? Is that what we're going for here? This is why Just we're looking what, for populations. What do, want, what do you want to do in detail with this situation? We're, yeah, because we're all different. We're all three of us are different. 
have a different opinion. And I think I think Scamos will have a different opinion too. What do you want to do with Marcus? What do you want to do with the machine? What do you want to do with Bunzel? What do you want to do with the town? I mean, Marcus, he's met us tonight. He clearly wants his his fiance's spirit to go free by the sound of things. So, um... Marcus is uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, for me, it feels like there is a very complex dichotomy of decisions here, which I believe that none of us are truly qualified to, to really judge over. So, in avoiding that, obviously we know that, you know, Changing your name and appearance, guys, it's pretty easy. I think maybe we just explode this whole place and disappear into the night and then <laughs> let legend let legend tell of what, you know, no one will truly ever know what happened here. Um, the professor just disappeared one day. He can go and invent new things and he can go and do other things or he can perish here with the secrets. We don't know because this is magic. We don't know that exploding this place is going to end what is currently happening. We don't no, we know. Don't. This isn't bricks and mortar. This is magic. But we do know. But it's it's magic. If I use Thunderwave, for example, that's magic against magic. But we do know uh, Uraprax. Try to remember everyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really should have this by now. Um, that if we walk away and do nothing, we know that it's going to continue. We don't know if we explode this place if it's going to end it, but we do know that if we walk out, then no- nothing's going to change. And so really our two doesn't... choices are leave peacefully and leave the power running, or blow things up, and then the power might be running, but at least we've blown something up. No, <laughs> no, because um, Finn was saying that we could... Well, I think, Finn, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you said we could let Marcus go and tell so, everyone. So I'll tell Scamus what my idea was, which is I'm kind of like sitting in the middle um, of, of the stronger opinion. So my opinion is I agree that the, the woman consented. Obviously, that might not be the case anymore. We should, it's not our decision to make. We should send Marcus away. He's seen what's going on here. Get the townspeople, get the mayor, get whoever else, uh, whatever officials there are. I know, obviously... Uh, the professor power is is highly regarded, but there must be other people as well. Um, and we can let people decide. And if some people want to use the energy, they can. If some people don't want to use the energy, they don't have to. And if everybody wants to thunder wave and destroy the whole operation, then we can do but that as if well. This become, if this becomes public knowledge, we know that Bunzel was a a fairly was a benevolent man, maybe misguided. But if you know someone with a name like Baron Blackthorn or some other evil name was to learn of this. He could be making ghosts trying to get to heaven all over the shop. This type of thing in the wrong hands. Let me tell you what. Scratch that. I'll tell you guys a parable, a story that I once heard. There was once a scientist. This is really for hours, isn't it? No, there was a scientist <laughs> and he 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 wanted to have the, the 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 power of the sun in the palm of his hand. Um, and he made an experiment, and it and it went wrong. And he fought with a, a young boy with the powers of a spider. And <laughs> at some point, he realised that the mechanical arms that he got somewhere along the way were turn were turning him into something that he wasn't. 
Um, it says nothing to <laughs> What I'm saying is, can we flood this basement? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what a way Hold to get on. to it. <laughs> okay, so Scamos, are you didn't you what? didn't hear my plan yet? Because I've okay. got a different plan as well. So I think it transpires that perhaps there is an individual. Many there are some individuals who may be able to talk with this spirit. If we can go out into the city and find a cleric, which there is not one, unfortunately, in our party, and convince them to come, they can potentially, we take on like this mission ourselves and, uh, you know, maybe um, leave things running for just now. I can probably, we can leave things running for just now, but we need to speak to this Lillian and see how she feels about this decision that she made uh, a long time ago when she was alive and sick and um, and see if, if she still wants to uh, continue this it may right. be that we can have some kind of donor situation and people can come in Sorry. and out yeah I am like more on board with that plan than I am with any other plan that has been suggested <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay then I'm going to suggest a compromise. We will have a search for a cleric. Someone is going to stay here in guard bunzel at very least. If we speak, we cannot trust this power in the wrong hands. So yeah. if we if we get a cleric and we can find out that this person is okay with it and if this also satisfies Marcus because if he uncovers it all then it's too late. Um, if people come for this power anyway because Marcus isn't satisfied that his former love is happy then we have too much of a problem but if Marcus, she is unhappy then we are thunder waving the shit out of this Marcus, place Marcus no way going to be like happy leaving her like this, no way if, if he gets Marcus, one more chance to speak to her Marcus, we're, we're also going to have to keep him busy somehow while some of us go off and get a cleric and then by getting a cleric we're also introducing an extra person we might have to dispatch of if this goes fucking wrong. Hold on, hold on. So I think that we, first of all, I don't think we should split the party. I think we all have to go on this adventure for the cleric to get Then Marcus is coming with us and he's going to be gagged. I think we can probably just tie up or somehow... You know what? I don't mind killing Marcus. That would be fine. I don't have any problem with that, actually. <laughs> if I've got killed everyone else. I feel I've got a with Marcus. I don't, I don't want Marcus to die. Marcus is not, like, he's not my only concern, honestly. He's, he's, he's been through a lot of shit. Now he's, now he's yeah. got his girlfriend hung up in this bloody device, screaming. His three oh. best friends have been decimated. Well, two best friends have been decimated. One of them's run off, so there's still someone out there on the loose. Oh, yeah, we have to someone him, aware actually. of this. Yeah. We do have to find that guy. He's, too. He said he was paid a lot of gold. He's just a mercenary. He won't talk. Uh, I think we can. I think we can like lock them up. Like I know it's not that cool to, let's, you know, let's kidnap lock them essentially. I hate you. And Marcus up down here near the machine. Yeah, I it's think at so. that point that Marcus gets up. Okay. He's on. He's on his last legs. He's hobbling on one leg, and he's like, "Fucking keep it going, or find fucking donors to go into it." I thought you guys were the good guys. Fucking tie Bunzel up and help me get this, get her out of here. I stab him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, 
I do you stab him? I, I stab mean... him in the throat. Oh um, my god. One accessory. No, with, thun with thunder waving this place, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. Do not thunder wave this place. Why right, I, run up, I, I, run, I run upstairs and start turning on the taps. We're drowning this whole thing. I the sink. Okay, okay. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Okay, Uraprax, go for your attack to see if you can uh, hit. Um, I'm Marcus? I will never forgive you. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. Uh, <laughs> Some good dice Evil. rolls today. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> instantly hits the floor. He, he goes, starts heading towards these golden chains, keeping linen bound, and immediately just <laughs> and falls to the ground. You see a kind of strange, almost bluish hue. It's this slight, ever so faint, like little blue kind of glow. Instantly get like almost sucked out of him towards the circle and shoot up past Lillen. Oh, okay. Which okay, then that. makes Lillen ever so slightly just, just kind of vibrate so slightly. And the chains that are bound to her just kind of just creak ever so slightly. Then the whole room just starts to shake and rumble with this weird thrum of this device. As you look over and one of the walls of the basement, this strange purple like tear, almost like rip of fabric and reality just kind of completely slices and breaks through as this strange, huge, like, zombie-like ogre creature from, like, the astral plane starts to pull its way through, making this grotesque, like, half its face rotting and decaying as all this flesh starts to pull its way through this tear, and this huge zombie-like ogre starts to just <laughs> out of this weird tear in space. Can so I just look around the group? Can I look around the group again and say, Thunderwave? Thunderwave! <laughs> it's time for a Thunderwave. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave the game. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. The oh, next man. chapter, Thunderwave? <laughs> oh my god. What a cliffhanger. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at WilcoxAuthor or visit DanielWilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit TheOtherStories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. 
Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.